Temple University is ranked among the top 50 public universities in the U.S. Through hands-on learning opportunities and world-class faculty, Temple students are prepared to soar in their careers. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit Recorded live. Hi, welcome to Hardcore, and tonight we have one, two, three comics to talk about. We're not going to talk about them extensively. Um, <laughs> and we have a preview, and we have some news from Tumblr, which is kind of interesting, and mm. also uh, some Twitter information. Oh. But I want to say hi to Tej first. <laughs> Hi, Tez. Hello, hello, Holly. Hello, everybody. I hope you're having an excellent 21st of November. Oh, 20th of November will go down in my calendar. So one of the days I was completely godsmacked. But, yeah. <laughs> so we're going to start out on a high note. Uh, we got the preview for Superman, Lois, and Clark. And that's not due out till this coming Wednesday. Uh, yeah, remember they yeah. moved it to the last Wednesday of the month. Um, mm. So it was pretty. Cool. It was good. I was sitting there going, oh, "What's they stop for?" I mean, come on. So it was fantastic. I was like, "Please don't let this end." Um, right. I was like, "Just give us the whole book." Uh, <laughs> uh, unfortunately, I I read the comments. On the fans on the site that it was posted on, and it, it dampened the mood. But then I reread the comic pages again, and I was like, "This is brilliant! This is absolutely fantastic! This is just a preview! This is how you do it, DC." Um, and yeah, yeah. Holly should read my Tumblr post on just the preview. So wait for the I, Wednesday when it comes out. Yeah, like, is gonna lose her mind. I haven't read the Tumblr post you did, so yeah. no way. You'll like it. You'll like yeah, it. I probably will. I call uh, them out on their crap. I call them out on their crap, and I'm like, this is how you do it. Well, okay. They put it on Man Cave Daily. Eh. Which, sight. hello. So I true. mean, if you want to see it with good comments, go to Clothes Lover. Clothes is my fairy tale. Tumblr.com is there. Read it there. Yeah. Don't read it on any other website. Well, and. That place is notorious for sexist remarks and all that kind of stuff. But, um, what was I going to tell you? Uh, so it was like, and they've had, I think it was action they've had on Man Cave Daily, and it was one of the pack books. So I'm wondering if Eddie Berganza has something to do with, <laughs> with Man they Cave have Daily. Had, on Man Cave Daily, they have had the foment. Um, mm-hmm. They have had action. Mm-hmm. They have had, and they have had both uh, Wonder Woman and Four Man's Future's End oh. videos, which okay. were two interconnected stories. So, All right. Um, yeah. yeah. If uh, just from that, people, it should tell you what kind of crap site uh, this is. I mean, honestly. Well, it's, it's um, literally, you know, I, I have nothing against men, but this is like the worst of the worst of male, uh, you know, clichéic, chauvinistic pigs right, that are on right. the internet, and right. so yeah. But like I said, 
go to close is my fairy tale and see the preview there because it's much better commentary. So um, <clears throat> the book starts out. Um, they live at 1938, whatever the route is, um, mm-hmm. and they're called, and they're not called the Kents. They're called the Whites because this this story happens in the same <clears throat> um, universe as Super Loser and his books. Yeah. Um, and the Whites live in California. Why? Why not in the Midwest? Come on. Oh, speaking mm-hmm. of the Midwest, hello. I want to do a shout-out to the – it's not even the city of Cleveland because it's being financed privately. But they're going to build a 36-foot steel statue, Superman. They also have a bust. They also have three statues, uh, Jerry Siegel, Joe Schuster, and Joanne Siegel, who was the model for Lois Lane. Um, it's going to cost like $3 and, million, and they're going to do mm-hmm. uh, put it in Cleveland, and it's called Initiative Park. Now, nowadays, initiative is kind of scarce, but, you know, Superman is the epitome of initiative. Hello. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And um, the, which site was it, uh, said that they, when they interviewed the, the people, it wasn't on the Cleveland.com site that you gave me. It was running a while. It's been all over the Internet for a while. Uh, right. They said that uh, they're looking for funding now to commission a Lois Lane statue to go next to Superman. Oh, how nice. So how awesome is that? Yes, yes well done, Cleveland. Yes. Well done, Thank whoever you, came this initiative. Yes. Um, it is on my uh, map of America places that I will visit. Yeah, it's right so, up there around yeah. the Rock Hall. Come on. Yeah, I'll go there. I will yep. go there for the Superman statue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's nice. He's flying in it. It's it's so... Um, I hate to use this. Actually, you know what? I'm going to use a different word. I just changed it in my head. It's so iconic. <laughs> and... Oh, and the, Dio, there you said it. Oh, there we go. Dan the Dio, my best friend. Uh, it's so iconic. And, you know... When something is iconic, there is so much history and um, nostalgia and good feelings that you. I mean, I just saw this. It's like a like a. I don't know is it a clay model or something, right? It's just like what they're going to do, sort of thing, right? It's not even the actual statue yet, and I was so excited. I was like, I need to fly out to America for this opening, and then I was like, maybe not. Um, but expensive, but you know that that's how excited I felt when I saw it. Yeah, it looks good. So, yeah. So if anybody's got extra cash lying around, go fund the initiative for a lost lane statue to go next. Yeah, season. baby. Uh-huh. You know, I might I might get next time I renew my license plates. I might get um Superman ones because we have Superman ones in our state. Thank you very much. But, although they could not use the term birthplace of Superman because DC Comics said, well, uh, birthplace of Superman is Krypton. Oh, my God. Can we somebody shoot them already? I don't know. They hate Superman, so like, whatever. You know, I don't know. Maybe like the terrorists should tell the DC officers. I mean, it's a horrible thing for me to say, but it's just the way we feel right now. Like, 
I don't know. You know, I just want to put poop bags by the, 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 the bag. door. Yeah. Yes, by the doors of DC Comics. If I go to DC Comics, I go to DC Comics. That's what I will do. I'll I'll like spray paint Superman hater on on their cars and stuff and. And that's what I would do. It would be the most worst thing to do because Superman would shake his head at me, but I think under the circumstances, Lois Lane, would be a, Lois Lane would be applauding me. She'd be like, you go, girl. Oh, Super Loser wouldn't. Super Loser wouldn't say it. Blinking eyes. Oh, oh, really? Okay. Um, oh, anyway, oh, back to comics. <laughs> back to the preview. Um, yes. So Lois is talking to little John who is mm. making noises like he's, um, driving a truck. Yeah, driving a truck. You know. Yeah. Um, the, thing, the thing that um, he has is actually a, a walker to help children walk, to learn right. to walk. They yeah. had them shaped and, like lawnmowers before, but I can't, I don't think it's yeah. that. So. Um, I had one that was a vacuum cleaner. Mm. <laughs> And every time I would move, um, it would have this thing that would uh, make the balls inside it pop. Right, hit the pop. So yeah, we had those too. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. So Lois is basically um, telling people what their situation is. Um, she's the narrator of the story. Yes. Um, <clears throat> she's telling John that she had won a Pulitzer on Earth. <laughs> And now she's working for, like, the Valley newspaper, which is, like, a probably a regional newspaper. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, when we know she does, she's done books, too, since that time. Yeah. Because this is flashing back to when John was younger. Um, mm-hmm. He's not nine here. He's, you know, he's no, he's probably about a year old. Yeah. So... Um, and then there, the farmer that they're renting the farm from shows up. Now, there's a lot mm-hmm. of love in this family, um, and Lois is a really good mom. You could tell. Mm-hmm. And um, Lois is. You know what I loved about this is that mm-hmm. in one page, um, Dan Jurgens establishes because there was a, a for a long time the Lois haters would comment that she was so career driven how could she ever start a family? And so what I love about this is that you can see Dan Jurgens is aware of that. And he's saying she can work. She can support this family because that's what she's doing in this page, right? Is a cock is working um, on the farm, right? And what she's doing is she's earning money to help them as well. So she's a career woman. It's, yeah, it helps pay the rent. She helps to pay the rent, and simultaneously she's a mother, a very good one at that, might I add. And I just love it because it establishes what I've always been saying about Lois Lane, is that she is the every woman. Because if you think of everyone, my mother, you, you know, probably um, right. everybody, that's what women do. We just adapt. And that's what Lois is showing here, is that she's the great adapter of the family. So. Yeah. So, 
Clark is repairing, painting, papering the the farm. Mm. Which, and you know, the farmer is just amazed at how they've reconditioned, you know, the buildings and everything. Mm. And he makes a comment that Clark's a really good worker, and and Lois says, yeah. And so he asked him. Um, he wants Clark uh, to help with fixing a fence, and Lois. Mm. Well, you know, he's out getting parts right now. Now, this shows how Lois always covers for Clark. <laughs> always, <laughs> when, he's, when he's doing his super thing. So, mm-hmm. um, we see because Clark. Let's, let's face it, Clark has only one excuse. Excuse me, I have to go use the bathroom. Yeah, or I'm sick, or I, yeah, whatever. So. Uh, he's a terrible liar, as we all know. Oh, horrible, horrible. Yeah, um, which is what we love about him. They have a great panel with Lee Weeks is doing the the art on this, and he's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, we see Clark underground pushing up something, and it's because of what is the stupid thing? Is it shockwave? Shockwave. Yeah. We've seen Shockwave before in the New 52, haven't we? I don't know about the New 52, but yeah, I know I've seen it was in, in some previous story. comics. Yeah. Was um, it that one that, that Max Landis wrote? The annual, Action Comics annual. Was that Shockwave? There was no, no, no. There wasn't any dialogue in that. Wasn't there? Oh, no. Okay. And it was Superman, I think. Oh, whatever. Yeah. I know I know there's so, one annual. So, um, it's so forgettable. I know. So yeah. apparently he's in Chicago because Shockwave is attacking Chicago. Clark is mm-hmm. trying to prevent a sinkhole. He's wearing his farm outfit. Okay. <laughs> he doesn't have a beard at this point. Um, no. We know in nine years he will have a beard. Um, oh, but he looks so handsome. Oh my goodness. Yeah, he, he looks good. So, now, you have to remember that Clark is, uh, I don't want to say extraneous uh, Superman, because really he is the Superman. Super loser is a Superman, <laughs> Superman that we could lose, and, <laughs> and nobody would care. Uh, Listen, so, real if Tisha Dude disappeared off the face of the earth tomorrow, no, I would care. be celebrating I'd be throwing well, a hot heat. And they're going to put him back in into the the tights anyway, so we can't really call him t- T-shirt shirt dude because they're going to put him back in the tights, and then we can't call him that anymore. So, But anyway, Real Soups has to lay low. He can't let everybody know that there's two Supermen on this earth. So mm-hmm. he very much, not only does he have to save the day and take care of business, but he also has to do it incognito. Uh, mm-hmm. under the radar, nobody will know what the hell happened. So a lot of times things will happen, and like with this save for Shockwave, Shockwave didn't even know what happened. No, now, this is so funny. That was hilarious. I was laughing at these three panels because he's moving at super speed, right? Right. And he grabs Shockwave, and he undresses him midair, right, at a, in a blur, Right, and then and then he drops Shockwave, na- well, ha- almost naked, and Shockwave's like, "What the heck is going on?" And then he 
creates an air pocket um, to catch him and right. put him down safely. Right. And That's it's all in three pan, in literally like three little horizontal panels. Right. Uh, Lois explains that Shockwave got his powers from his suit, and that's why Clark stripped him down (laughs) (laughs) so he wouldn't have powers anymore, okay, which is a smart thing to do. Hello, instead of, you know, oh, let's battle, 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 Mm -hmm. battle. Um, And so... I love love this picture of Clark in the cloud. Yes, that's a good one. Um, But... Oh, he's so sexy here. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry, Lois. I know he's married and he has children and everything, but I'm sorry. But <laughs> the cool thing is that Clark protected him from the fall. Mm. You know, Super Loser would have let him fall and down and crack the cement and everything and destroyed half the city. You know, he didn't care. But Clark, this Clark, um, he gives a rat's butt. Um, besides, <laughs> he's the Superman who would fix the city after some kind of battle, rather where super losers let humans do it because, you know, Greg Pack says, oh, well, you know, they have to do things for themselves. He's taking them responsibility. Yeah, whatever. And he's he's so proud of them that they are taking up. That's why he's leaning um, on his shovel. So, uh, real Clark... We see that is a great that you're right. That is a great panel. We see the Chicago skyline. We see Lake Michigan, and Clark is in the air. He's got ripped jeans. He's got his mm. boots on. We get to see mm. the um, <laughs> black um, tight top, and it's farm shirts ripped. Um, mm. <laughs> and he's in a he's above a cloud, so nobody can see him. Although O'Hare's right there, so I don't know. But um, but he has the suit in his hand, and uh, so so sexy. Yeah, and I've, so I just put the aircon on to chill it down here. Ah, so <laughs> that's all we got, and it was pretty oh. good. So there's action, there's there's family, there's a romance, there's um, actual you know talking to people, and mm-hmm. you know building relationships, those kind of things. Um, like Lois talks to their farmer who who they rent the farm from. He's very proud of Clark, you know. Um, he's I, really I appreciative of these great renters because great renters are hard to find, especially with a, a farm. Mm-hmm. I so. said this. When was the last time in a New 52 comic we saw neighbors just interacting right. and being kind to one another? Yeah, really. I don't know if this is... I mean, I talk to my neighbors every single day. Um, you know, the the one neighbor, uh, when he comes home, we always greet him. Uh, we always ask him how his day was, all that sort of thing. Um, the other neighbors, also, we said they, they're elderly couples, so we send biscuits and stuff over to them. Mm-hmm. And I don't know uh, what it is about new age people where you live in your own world. You know, yeah. you're in your house, you build high walls, and it's just you and who you're with, and you don't go outside and interact with people. 
I wasn't raised like that. Um, well, I wasn't either. I was raised where if you know you know you, you need a cup of sugar, you go to your neighbor. Um, for, well, that was for, where it was decades ago in, in U.S. too, but not so much anymore. Yeah. Now, now you know. Okay, I admit I don't know the renters next door. Mhm. And but I do know the people on the other side. No, not saying every single neighbor, yeah. right? But you you do interact with people, right? Um. Well, yeah. I mean, if you go to a store or whatever, you know, and you go there every week or whatever, you know those people. Hello, how you doing? Blah blah yeah, blah. Yeah, exactly. You know, like we have our stores that we go to. The cashiers know us. The right. um lane the the aisle helpers know you, right? And so. You know, what I loved about this was is that you can see there is a genuine kindness right. in in amongst Lois and yeah. amongst the farmer and I don't know if it you know, I always remember going back to my grandparents' house, uh, which was on the farm. Uh which we grew up I grew up, we had our house was two doors away. Um but then them and their neighbor never had a fence separating the two properties. What they had was just some bushes, rose right. bushes. That was it. And that was how it is. You know, we used to go pick roses or something, you know, that sort of thing, say hi to the neighbor. We used to hop into their yard when we wanted to, uh, she used to have really nice cabbages. And say, you know, we're taking a cabbage, and she was like, yeah, cool, take how many you want, that sort of thing. And... I don't know, uh, you, and and that's what I'm talking about in the New 52. Is there's no character I- interactions. Well, you never I see think... people. No, I'm talking about in the New 52 comics. Is that you never right. see people but... interacting? It's always fight, 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 fight. Well, it's okay. Basically, if you take the concept of supers with supers, that's all we're getting. Mm-hmm. Whether it's battling True. or interactions or whatever, this is because Jurgens understands, Weeks understands, and other people understand that Superman is the most human of them all. Here we uh-huh. see human interaction, and Clark is part of that interaction, okay? Right. And that's what builds builds your characters. Not, okay, I'm only allowed to hang out with the supers, and yeah, okay, I might have a love interest that's human, but those are minimal. I mean, unless you count Patty said it. Um, so yeah, I mean, this is the most human book that they have. Mm. Yeah. Well, Patty Stewart, according to someone who reads the the Flash book, they broke up at the beginning of this year. Uh, which year? Two thousand fifteen. Yeah, somewhat. I don't know. I didn't get the exact. Uh, I wasn't paying attention to what they're saying. I just right. read um, that Patty Stewart and Flash aren't a thing. Yay. Yeah. Whatever. Um, <laughs> but the Flash is so bad. The yeah. Flash is so bad that. Yeah. Now. Oh, we for, I forgot we talked. We got solicits this week too, didn't we? Oh yeah, yeah. We did. I forgot. Yeah. Okay, so that was the preview. <laughs> uh, 
surprise to everybody because it was to us as well. Sej? It was the best Superman book of the week. And mind you, Action Comics came out this week. Yeah. The best Superman book was, drumroll, doomed. By? <laughs> By Scott LaBelle. Oh, oh. I, oh People, God. Our listeners just fainted. Yeah, I know. It's just like, what happened? They're not we're going to be doing a lot of, okay, yeah, I don't like this person, but yeah, they did good here. So this is the yeah, first example of that for this show. So go ahead. I am going to be doing a lot of that for this book. Um, I'm just pulling it up. Um, ooh, doom, 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 doom. Yeah, because I was scanning through it. I didn't reread it. Read it no, I actually I, I fell asleep reading it. Um, <laughs> and so, so I to, so I tweeted her and said, "Hey, Superman is in Doomed," and so she she read it real well. So yeah, I I, I fell asleep first, but then um, I said, "Let me let me attempt to read this book because I was dreading it." And, um, wow, Scott Liddell, uh, wow, i got to hand it to you. Some of the stuff was actually pretty good. Um, still t- T-shirt so, guy, but, again, they've gone back to pre-52 personality in T-shirt but, guy. But, you know, it, it, it's so uh, funny because Scott Liddell was, like, integral in creating the douchebag New 52 Superman, yep. right? Right. And for his book... To add to it, he brings in pre-52 Superman. And I was like, what? Yeah. yeah. You can write Superman that I don't want to go my eyes off at? Well, um, remember he wrote that, what was it? Was it Superman Zero or Action Zero? No, it must have been Superman Zero. Well, about Jarrell and Laura, it was an excellent issue. Oh, yeah. We were like, why yeah, can't you sure. do this for Superman and Lois? And it was because... There's, editorial. I mean, yeah, editorial again. Mhm. And you know, yeah, I don't. So. Bergant is not over doomed. And by the way, folks, this was the last issue of Doomed number six because it got canceled. Hello. Corona's reading it. Anyway, so I don't know what what was happening here um, because obviously I haven't read any any single issue of Doomed. Right. Um. Except that eight-page free preview that they gave us. That was it. Yeah. Uh, so it says, uh, my name is Risa, about until a week ago. I was just another young, brilliant intern working at Star Labs. Uh, now I'm part-time monster. Work, uh, and he can't control his powers, basically. Um, right. So they're fighting this other monster. And um, the, apparently, the, I really, oh, I cannot say, I, I cannot believe I'm saying this. I really love the characterization of Alpha Centurion in this book. He made uh. me laugh so much. And the fact that he, they know he's an absolute douchebag, but they write him in that, that sort of funny way, like how Tony Stark is sort of written in the, the, the movies, right? They accept that he's a douchebag. But they make it funny. And yeah. so um, he says, I'm the red one. I'm doomed. 
The big one is squeak. And so Alpha Centurion says, Mother head, we doth meet again. <laughs> and um, Superman, Chisha dude, is like, you know this behemoth apparently? And uh, Alpha Centurion, not Alpha Centurion, like, I, a history that goes back 3,000 years, but that just means I still, that means, that just means I shall imprison her again. Uh, so basically, what this thing does is, it's a big monster, it's the mother monster, and from it, it can make smaller monsters. Uh, I don't know what this has to do with Doomed. Um... Blah, 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 yeah. Uh, so Superman is like, why here in my city? Why now? And I'm like, since when did you even care about Metropolis? Yeah. Um, he's in Gotham Doom, half the time. He's in Gotham. He's in the North London. Pole or whatever. Yeah. London. Oh, no. London's like his, like his shindig place. You know, he lets it explode and stuff, but it's fine. Um, he's in everywhere but Metropolis. Yeah. Uh, so doomed cannot speak um, English. It just comes out as monster squeaks. Mm-hmm. Um, that was kind of funny because nobody understands him. Uh, oh, yeah. So so they fight the monsters. Blah blah blah. Uh, you know, so men was actually using his brain here. I fell off my chair. I was like. Uh, because he's like, you said you've faced these creatures before. Do they have any weaknesses? And I was like, what, Clark? You're using that thing inside your head? Wow. Um, so, yeah, Alpha Centurion is like, poor. he basically talks. Alas, the better we got, the less the monsters were to fight. And basically, he put himself out of a job because uh, he was so good at fighting these monsters. Uh... Blah, 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 blah. And I, I love what Doomed is actually saying in his brain. He's like, I, uh, I'm i leaving this to the two professional heroes because I'm afraid of my own powers. I don't know if I'm going to hurt somebody. Or, you know, he's afraid of cutting loose because he doesn't know the extent of where his powers can reach. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I thought that was very... Um, noble because he's helping the heroes but he's not uh going full out because he doesn't know if he doesn't want to create damage right right uh something we haven't seen from superman um yeah he could care less how much damage he yeah does. so i love this because it took me back to uh four man's four uh the man's like, Alpha Centurion, this is getting us nowhere, right? And basically beating up all these monsters. We need to coordinate our efforts. And Alpha Centurion's like, I barely, you know. Um, I was like, oh, Superman can actually coordinate a fight? What? What? He doesn't need training? Um, so Alpha Centurion... Can you Wonder Woman tell him what to do? <gasps> no, no Wonder Woman here. No wonder he did it all by himself, Holly. Holly, he used his brain all by himself. His his uh, uh, sentinel wasn't there to protect him, 
and well, healthy, see, and he managed. Get, yeah, we get gypped in the main book mm-hmm. because they they use Clark's pre fifty two personality in other books because they have to. Otherwise, the story's yeah, not going to make any sense. They can't have Super Loser in there because he's a doof. Exactly. This is what I mean of why I enjoy this book because it's a snuff at what Superman used to be. A person who could handle himself in a fight, right. who was confident about his powers and his abilities, no matter if they were fluctuating or anything like that. Because we've read comics where Superman's powers have been fluctuating. Oh, yeah. But he, he still didn't have any. Oh, he didn't have any. Exactly, like the wedding issue. But he still oh, goes out Final there. night. You know, when he was got, and then he got engaged to Lois. I mean, come on. He didn't have powers yeah. either. Um, you know, up, up and away. His powers were coming back in fluctuations. He didn't know what was going on. Right, because um, he didn't have them for a year after, what was it, Final after Crisis? Final Infinite Crisis? Crisis. No, Infinite Crisis. Infinite, Infinite one of the crises. It was the one that Jeff Johns wrote. It was the one that they wanted to kill Dick Grayson in. Yeah. Um, but they didn't. They killed uh, Khan instead. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, uh, Elsa Sintrian says, I'll go high. And Superman says, I'll go low and we'll take him down. Um, and so they punch the monster and Superman's like, she staggered, yes, but not out cold. Let's not get cocky. I'll fell off my chair again. I was like, what? What? Where did we dig up the Superman from? And because he's telling, you know, Elsa Fincher is like a Thor character, like a, you know, a very, very sort of rambunctious, cocky, you know, confident of himself type of character. Uh, as he's being portrayed here, he's like, ha-ha, you know, we've got her, and that sort of thing. And um, Superman is telling him, chill, don't get cocky. You know, we haven't won the fight yet. And um, so then basically what happens is this this mother monster gets up, uh, takes a giant... Uh, this, and this, uh, I went, I asked somebody who was reading this book. Um, they said in the previous issue, Superman actually said, let's take the fight out to this construction area um, outside of Metropolis, right, where no one can get hurt. I was like, what? 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 When did okay. that happen? When did that happen? What? And so anyway, um, this monster takes the 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 construction and the scaffolding and stuff, and brings it down upon uh, Alpha Centurion. And Superman. So Superman is, as we know, he's the T-shirt Superman, so he doesn't have all his powers. He's not as strong as he was. As he's drowning. And so Doomed goes in and says, um, I need to help him. Right? Uh, He says, regardless of how I look, regardless of uh, the fact that I cannot communicate because I'm talking in screeches and, and monster hisses, um, I need to go and show Superman that I'm going to help him because he is drowning, he is dying. So this was like a sort of turning point where uh, Doom says, I'm going to be a hero. 
right? I'm going to help someone because I have the ability and the capabilities to. It's not about, um, you know, there was this quote I saw, um, it's not about the strength. Uh, heroes are not heroes because they have strength to do something. It's because they have the capability and ability and the need and the want to do something. That's what makes a hero, is that they want to help, right? So um, he rescues Superman, uh, and he gets confidence in himself to take on the mother monster. And he said, you picked the wrong day to attack humanity. And so he attacks the monster. And um, I think he basically cuts off its head. Yes. <laughs> okay, so he cuts off, the, he kills the monster. Okay, this was a bit Scott Lobdell ish, but, uh, you know, Scott Lobdell. Um, and so the monsterlings, the, the little monsters that she was making, uh, also disappear. And so then we have a conversation between um, Alpha Centurion and Doomed, and he says, um, I don't care if you save the day, blah, blah, blah. You're still a monster, and I still have to take you in, right, or kill you, whatever it is. And so he doesn't attack Alpha Centurion. He just sort of winces, and he says, just take it as it is. Prove that." you're better than the monster and that you'll just take it, you know. And so Superman decks Alpha Centurion and he says, um, and then they have a conversation, which is the part that I enjoyed. Um, and Superman is like, you know, you need to stay here because the technicians from Star Labs will be here shortly and they'll make sure that um, you know, you get treatment and stuff. And so this guy's name, what is his name? Risa, Vija, something like that. Reese, I don't know. Riza, such a complicated name. Riza, um, he finds his humanity within himself and he finds a way to control uh, the doom, doomified monster thing in him. And so he starts talking. And um, he tells, uh, the Superman tells him, it's pretty amazing, I know you saved my life, um, but he doesn't let you off the hook. He says, I still need to bring you in. You're a danger to yourself and the world around you. And so Reese says, um, heard the same argument uh, people made about you. Superman, clock, remember, you and I were neighbors. You hid amongst us your entire life. The world, half the world hates you because of it and half the world applauds you because of it. But it was your choice to make and you're standing there telling me what? I don't have that chance. I don't get to try and use my powers for something good, something better than me. You used to make a big deal about standing up for what's right, about changing the world for the better. Don't I get to try? 
And so that's the sort of conversation that I loved because he's talking about pre-52%, obviously. Um, and, you know, it, that's what Superman used to stand for. Superman could inspire somebody who was plagued by the doomsday virus, right, which is how he got his powers, to do good, to turn this, this monsterified thing and say, no, I'm going to use my powers for good. Are you still there? Yeah, I'm still there. Okay, okay. It was very silent. Um, and so that's what I liked about this, is that he's talking about the stuff that um, Superman used to inspire. And then Superman does something we've never seen Superman in New 52 that I can recall of doing. He gives this guy a second chance. And he's like, um, look, you should get out of here. You bring up some good points. There are people who think of me as an alien uh, vanguard, setting up the world for an invasion. Others look at me as some kind of god walking among men. But like you, I'm just a guy playing the cards he's been dealt. And then he says, besides, I have a dog too. If this little guy loves you, oh, his dog comes up and runs up to him, uh, even though he's like sort of monsterified and licks him. He says, um, if this little guy loves you, how bad can you be? If you don't object, I'm going to take uh, Alpha Centurion with me. Uh, so he takes Alpha Centurion with him. And he says, but let's make something clear. Uh, you, he tells him that he, sh- he shouldn't mess up. Um, but he gives him the chance to actually be a hero. And that's what I liked about this. And um, the guy who's doomed now embraces his powers, is confident in his powers, and he says that he's going to uh, use it for good. He says, right now, this minute, I feel more hopeful and a lot less doomed. Because he's being given a second chance by Superman, and he's going to use the powers that he has for good. And so it, it ends on an extremely positive note. And for that reason alone, for the, the last few pages, is why I applaud Scott LaBelle for actually pulling out a Superman from somewhere that we haven't seen him before. Yeah, I thought it was... Um... I thought he did Superman well, but then he used mm-hmm. the new 52, or sorry, the pre-52 um, personality, and I was like, okay, so you're out from under the super group, um, you know, mantra. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, so you're able to do this this way. Mm-hmm. But that's not doing us any good in the four books that are in the super offices. I know, I know. And it was his last book. And why shouldn't the book get a shot in the arm from pre-52 Superman dressed as super loser? Good. So, 
Um, actually, this this falls into the Superman group, I think, because the group editor is Eddie Braganza. Oh, well, then it does. Yeah. Really? So, basically, they're allowed What's to use the Superman. What's then? They're allowed to use Superman except in the truth arc. Well. If that makes sense, because he's Superman in the Justice League book. Um, well, well, well before he went except dark. when Man before he writes him. Before he went dark, yeah. Um, dark sided, he, yeah. He's Superman. I, I mean, that whole um, when Jeff Johns was writing the lead up, what is it, the Amazo virus? He was Superman. Right. Right. Um, he's Superman in the Batman books, right? Yeah. In Detective Comics and stuff. He has to be. He obviously, right? He he actually. He actually thanked Bruce for his services to the Justice League. I was like, yeah. what? Like, Since when was Super Loser polite? Only in outside yeah. his own book. So basically, he is supposed to be the douchebag of all douchebags right. in Superman, Action, Batman, Superman, and The Full Man. Because this is a Superman group book, and he's Superman. But how much does Berganza care about Doom? I mean, it got canceled. And it was right. it was Scott Lobdell's idea anyway. Right. So, yeah, he said this was his baby. Yeah. So baby how much did they care? They probably said, oh, you put him in a T-shirt and jeans, you can do whatever. You know. True. I don't know. I mean, it's not like, I don't know. And who's, who's going to read Doomed? Come on. It's no not going to affect the other four <laughs> books because they're like, wait a minute, he was like this and doomed. They did not, you know. So yeah, yeah. No, one, no one's reading doomed. So how right. many did it have? I think it, I checked the numbers of doomed when I found out it's it was six, canceled. It has like six thousand books it's selling on it. Oh, that many? Six thousand, uh, yeah. Oh well, there's something. Got okay. the bought them all. They're in Jim Lee's garage. Um, <laughs> the next book is Tellos Number Two. Now, this is yeah. by Jeff King, who used to write White Collar. Um, he also did all the Convergence books back mm-hmm. in uh, April and May. This is a good book. Okay, it's just like we said last time. It's just not a character that we're invested in yet because he's so brand new. But there yeah. are some good things about the writing is is superb, and the art was good. I didn't have any problem with the art. Um, oh, the art is very very pretty. It's very pretty art. I mean, um, you right. know, you guys know me. I suffered through Rez Morales's Lois Lane looking like a Picasso. It's, yeah. Just because Grant Morrison's writing was that good, um, sometimes I didn't understand his writing so. But, um, but the thing about this I will, book, I will suffer through bad art. You know, I'm not I'm not a person who goes and says oh, the art in this book was so pretty. You know, um, but this was very good artistic. Yeah, and I like the way um, the panel moved and stuff. Yeah, um, this hero has okay. He's actually a hero. Okay, even though he yeah. started out as a bad guy, now he's a hero. And this, it has romantic motivation. He has a family. We get to see 
what that family was like, and there's some sexy, sexy in there. Mm, um, sexy, sexy. You know, and it's really, I mean, you they're just laying down the foundations for this for this hero. And it's not battle, battle, battle. It's more, uh, this is what happened to me, uh, blah, 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 you know. It's very, very political uh, because he had, like, sort of arguments with the chief of his tribe. This is, like, right. very old, um, like, I don't know if it's said on Earth or what, but um, it, they're like a tribe. He's like a warrior and um uh, yeah, we skimmed through this book, so Pejna will be going silence a lot. Right. Well, okay, I would recommend this book to people. If they want a good yeah, read. I I definitely would. Yeah. So because and you know, Jeff King obviously likes heroes. Hello. Yeah. Um, Listen, oh, yeah. I used to watch. I watched White Collar because oh, yeah. I saw. I didn't know what White Collar was, right? And right. I saw on Tumblr, on the Superman tab, a quote. You know, people do the gifts and stuff with quotes and things. Right. Um, and I saw a quote um, about Superman and Lois Lane, mm-hmm. and so I watched the episode, right? Um. Sorry, excuse me. The good thing about South Africa is we get episodes late, so I can, I don't have to go and download anything or anything like that. I just look for it and it's there. Um, and so I watched that episode, and from there I said, wow, this is actually a very intelligent program, and I got interested in it, and I looked mm-hmm. at it more. And I told, I told Jeff King that, and he says, Aren't you amazed by how many Superman references I could fit in? Because then after that, I I I like watched every single season, and there were a lot of Superman references because yeah. Matt Boomer, who is the star of the show, is a huge Superman fan. I mean, oh, and Jeff is like, too. So he wrote it. Yeah, yeah. And so yeah, they're both huge Superman and Lois Lane fans. That's mm-hmm. what I love about them, is that Jeff King. Went out of his way. Nobody, you know, I keep going back to, and I think that and saying this about convergence because convergence delivered on this. Yeah. It wasn't just like, oh, we're gonna have Lois Lane's birthday for issue number forty, and we get make it Superman. Um, <laughs> and we get John Romita's drunk Superman. Get John Romita Junior Superman. Oh my God, it was so stupid, but so bad. Um, and you know, it was a promise. And it delivered. And, you know, he went out of his way to say, no, if I'm writing a Superman, because that's what they told him. DC gave him the mandate to write a super classic Superman story, right? Um, With Telos, and they wanted uh, Dick Grayson because they were going to change over the Earth to people, blah, blah, blah. and so he said, if I'm going to write Superman, Lois Lane is going to be in there. And I was like, yeah, dude, you go to Jeff, so Jeff King is the king, man. Yeah, it's exactly remember, like, so. yeah. yeah, it's exactly what Brenda Bond said. She said, if I get the opportunity, why should I not write this? 
why should I not write the most iconic romantic relationship of our time? And I'm like, yeah, you go, girl. So Jeff King did the exact same thing. And you can see a lot of Superman and Lois Lane in Telos. Hello? Yeah, I mean, that scene with the sexy sexy reminded me of Clark and Lois, so. Oh, yeah, definitely. And and it's a family story. The guy gets married. You know, he's the hero of this world, right? And, um, you know, he gets married, and he starts a family, and that's what his life is about. Sure, he's a warrior and stuff like that, but that's all he knows like, is to be, you know, the clan leader and stuff. That sort of thing. Um, But it's very heroic. And um, what he actually does is he sacrifices himself. Um, If you read it, he he actually sacrifices himself to uh, keep his world alive. We don't know if Brainiac has lived up to that promise because as Brainiac said in the previous issue, he's lost all his uh, memory files, so he doesn't know if you know, his wife and his son is alive the information will be with brain, uh, with the other Brainiac or the the other people on the, on the electronic world and yeah. um it's very it gets very technical, so that's why Tetsuna loses the plot. It gets very like hacker ish, and I'm like, eee, what is happening? <laughs> but no. it, I mean, it's a good story. I mean, you know, he, no, it's a very good story. It just I'm not into like hacking computers and stuff, sort of right. Thing. But it it it's made that stuff into, in there because it's obviously going to mean something in the next right. in another issue. So, but you know what it is. You know what it is, Holly? It's a good detective story. That's why I'm interested in it. Because there's mystery in every single... Something is discovered along each way, and it's a good mystery. Yeah. 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 That's why I like it. Because detective comics don't give me detecting. No. Mm -mm. Batman doesn't give you detecting either. It gives you horror. Oh no, yeah. Listen, I, I, uh, that's what Scott Snyder likes, right? Oh yeah, I know. And I read his uh, when he wrote Dick Grayson. Mhm. Um, and actually, you know what, Batman, if he's allowed to write a proper Batman story, there is actually a lot of detective work in there, but it's a very horror based sort of yeah. thing. Right. So that's where I lose the plot is because, like, yes, there's a mystery, but I don't want to see Alfred's hand getting chopped off. You know right. what I mean? Exactly, yeah. But he likes that sort of stuff, so. Yep. Chop away. <laughs> okay, so speaking of horror. Um, oh, no, this was a disaster. Uh, well, so anyway, tell us, talk- tell us you can read, people. Right. You should actually I wanted to ask you a question. I didn't because I didn't check this out. What? When the numbers came out, was 
Lois and Clark, the highest convergence uh, swing out story that was there, or was Titan I believe and that. Telos? I believe that. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. So we're going to move on to the Dark Knight 3 Master Race comes out this Wednesday. Mm. Now, back in uh, at the New York Comic Con when Frank Miller was a guest, on the panel for Dark Knight 3. Um, I was kind of like, how can he be a guest? His name's on the freaking book, like he wrote it. And all mm-hmm. they ever talked about was him and Az were writing, okay? And we knew that Frank Miller wasn't well. His health is not good. And so Az was helping him write this book. Now the the repartee is, is that this was Brian's book. And yeah. then he's just kind of, Rubber stamping it with his name. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, so whose idea was this in the first place? I don't think it was Az's book to say, oh, I want to write a Dark Knight book. I can solve that mystery for you because okay. Lynch now watches every single episode of DC No Access. Um, <laughs> it, was, it was Dan DeDio and Jim Lee's idea. That makes sense now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was completely their idea. They met with Frank Miller uh, for a casual sort of, I don't know, coffee or something, or whatever they do. God worship, um, whatever they do. Frank whatever Miller. they do. Yeah, yeah, feet and worship, whatever. Um, you know, and uh, Dan DiDio asked him, uh, I don't know if it's Dan DiDio or Jimmy, it says, are you ever thinking of... Uh, it was Dan DiDio. Dan DiDio knew that because he was there when um, the Dark Knight Strikes Again mm-hmm. was coming out, and he said he remembers the sort of buzz that was around it, and he remembers one of the talks was Brian Azarello wanting to expand that universe, right? do like uh, different sort of books about the different heroes in that universe, like a Green Arrow how did he lose his arm sort of thing? And what's one woman been up to? That sort of thing. Right. And so he asked uh, Frank, do you want to expand the universe? Right. And he said, you know what? I've had this idea for number three, um, a continuation. And he said Jim Lee was like, all, oh, yes, you, it proved. We don't even need to hear it. Yeah, well, that's you know? just it. It could have been dog shit, but Jim Lee would have like, oh, yes, let's do it. Frank, my God, you are my God. Yes. <laughs> I shall worship the ground you walk upon. Walk on, and yeah. Let me, can I kiss your ass again, please, please, please? And he's like, ugh, didn't you do it enough this, this week? Like, no, oh, I didn't get my quota. I need to lick it. Well, I don't okay. know how brown so, hair so basically, how much you want to make a bet that they were supposed to get this done during the anniversary of Batman? But apparently, every year now is Batman's anniversary. Yeah, what's up with that? Yeah, I was like, and I keep tweeting them. What about Superman Day? You know, because we celebrate—I don't know if, if you guys celebrate it. Uh, it's not like a public holiday or anything, but it's a day that's marked in calendars. Right. right. Superman Day is marked. Like, it's on the news and stuff. People will uh-huh. wear, like, the newsreaders will wear Superman shirts and stuff in essay because uh, Nelson Mandela, while he was imprisoned, would read Superman comics. Right. 
So um, that's how hopeful it was. It gave him hope to free a country. Sure. So there you go. That's the message of Superman. Yeah. Um, and so people, uh, Superman is a big hero in SA. Yeah, like, well, not any more in the and, USA, that's for sure. No, no. Uh, like, that's we still great. get classic Superman stuff. Yeah. You know, lunch boxes, he's got his trunks on, and it says, this looks like a job to Superman. Um, yeah. I may own one. I'm not <laughs> admitting to anything. So, but, yeah, yeah. So, the, everybody, everybody kind of suspected that the Dark Knight 3 was just another... Uh, you know, it's money-making thing. Now, if As had ideas, that's fine. That's creator-driven, you know, to some extent. But, and for them to go to Frank Miller was basically so he would rubber stamp it and put his Mm -hmm. name on it so they could have Mm -hmm. this sequel, you know. Mm -hmm. And now he's talking about, well, he was so inspired by Brian's that he wants to do a fourth one. Ugh. I was like, what? What? Why? Well, so they had a Twitter um, Q&A. Tej. And Tej sent in a question. <laughs> and you... Yeah. Tej, in her wildest, dimmiest daydream, never thought that DC Comics would... I just sent it in because it was on my timeline and all these questions were so stupid. Um, I'll just like, you know. You went for the juggler, me, which is fine by me, because you want to get through the bullshit. And let's just here tell me yeah. what the answer is. So, you know, yeah, what was your question? I, I said, with all respect, because I am a very respectful person, even though it's right. Miller. You know, if I meet him, I'll greet him. That sort of thing, and then I'll say, "Why'd you kick some men in balls?" Um, but anyway, I said, with all respect. My question was, why do you hate Superman, you know? Um, hate. I use that word, hate. Yeah, you did. Uh, why, why does he always get beat up? I, I wanted to make it a, a bit more uh, longer explanation, uh, but obviously Twitter characters limit you. What I wanted to ask was, why does he have to get beat up for Batman's benefit? Yeah. Right. And his answer um, was? His answer, I almost died from his answer. Like, literally, I went silent for, like, We have to remember that Jim Lee was in the room during this. Who, all we know, he was punching in the letters for the answer. Was was Jim Lee there? Because Jim Lee knows who I am. Well, Jim Lee, well, he was asked, who's your favorite creator artist? And he says he couldn't say because he's in the room. Or... And he says, my favorite writer is dot, 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 Jim Lee. And I'm like, writer? Surely you're not talking about divine right, fucko. But, yeah. (laughs) Uh, So, anyway, Frank Miller replies, I love Superman. It's tough love, though. And I'm like, oh, Jesus. Because there's part one. Uh, There's a part two coming. Um, He says, Dark Knight is Batman's story. And Batman in big, bold letters, is not particularly fond of Superman. And I'm like, what bullshit? You should have, if you could have only have been sitting here with me 
when I read those questions, you would have, I'd have to like beep out most of the words I have, I was saying. Um, and I was very nice. I replied, thank you for answering my question. Uh, which DC Comics like saved or something. I see they took it off now, but anyway, whatever. Um, yeah. And um, I was like, what bullshit. Have you yeah. seen Batman and Superman? In, okay, maybe not in your universe, but Batman is particularly fond of Superman. You know, well, um, I, I, I have read... I have read every single issue of Superman Batman. Right. Um, and he called Superman the brother he never had. Well, yeah. And world's finest. Hello. How long has that been going on? Yeah. And, and so somebody actually, um, because this was obviously on the DC uh, website, the most number of retweets and likes I've ever gotten on a single tweet was that day uh, my ass went on fire um, and somebody actually said, how is that even possible? They were so close in World's Finest Comics. Did they have a falling out that you didn't show us? And, of course, didn't answer that question. But, yeah, that was my, my run-in with Frank Miller. And I was like, of course, of course, DC, when I ask you about Superman and Lois Lane, you never answer any of my questions. But here I asked something to Frank Miller, and you picked that day of all days, to go and answer my questions. Well, like you said earlier before the show started, how many people were actually asking him questions? Nothing. Yeah, if they picked my question, um, I am under the strict impression that DC know who I am. They know Close Lover. They know me. They know me out there. And if they picked my question over everybody else's question, because there was there was like a ton. Uh, there was actually quite a few chatters and stuff. But um, people were asking, I think Frank Miller got a rude awakening because he, I think, well, obviously he, he's so egotistical that it'll take a lot to get through his ego. But um, because somebody asked him, what's it like to be Frank Miller? And he said, me? Ugh, I'm like the bomb.com. I'm the best person to be. I love being me. And yeah, somebody else, yeah, somebody else asked him, "Why is your Batman such a bully?" Yeah. And they took that question. Uh, and he said, and his answer was, his answer was, "Batman's not a bully. <laughs> He's." I've been bullied all my life. I know what it's like to be bullied. And Batman's not a bully. He's just a kid who saw his parents being shut down by a bully in the alleyway. And he's just fighting for our rights. And I'm like, what? Okay, here's my problem with that. If that's his entire premise, okay, the guy in the alley wasn't necessarily a bully. He didn't torture them. He wasn't uh-uh. blackmailing him before he shot him. He just shot him. He was just a guy with a gun who had a grudge or whatever, but he wasn't a bully. A bully means you have interaction with other people and you just kick the snot out of them or you, you know, mentally harass them. Mm-hmm. That's not what that guy did. He just, you know, shot him. Give me your money. You know, in, you know in bam. Most, in most Batman stories, right? He is just a schmo 
who yeah. was hungry or something or needed drug money or whatever it was, and he just needed money. Yeah. And he saw this rich couple, right? Going through an alley. Going through an alley at the dead of night. Yeah. Um, and he was like, give me your money. And the uh, nervousness, it will, the, the way it's always been explained is that the, the Wayne murders was always a random act of violence. Right. It was something that, yes, some people say, oh, it was Joe Chill or whatever. You know, it was all planned out by this mafia boss. But Eventually that is it was. Way. But originally it was just something that came out of left field. They were in the wrong exactly. place at the wrong time. This guy had exactly. a gun. He had a motive. You know, he wanted to rob them. That doesn't make him a bully. No. And if that is the story that most Batman fans accept. That is the story that is in Batman Begins, right, right. the movie. It is the story that is in most Batman, uh, good Batman comics. It is a random act of violence that nobody could have predicted, nobody could have stopped. It right. was just something that happened, and that's why Bruce turns to sort of eliminating crime. Yeah. Eliminating crime. His battle is against crime. It's not against that that guy who who no. shot down his parents. It's no. never that. It's it's him trying to stop crime so it doesn't happen to another eight year old, twelve year old, or whatever it is. Right. My other it's, problem with that statement is is that oh, Batman fights for us. Yeah. So basically, yeah. in both the books, as I recall, Batman beats the crap out of Superman. Correct. I have read The Dark Knight and The Dark Knight Strikes Again. Jeez, help me, God, Lord. Good Lord. That was the worst book I've ever read in my entire life. Right. Um, but Batman beats up Superman. So is he beating Batman, up Superman for us? Batman is beating up Superman via bully tactics. He calls him out. He says, uh, we're going to have a chat. Right? He jump surprises him. He gets uh, green arrow to fire a kryptonite dust arrow thing, mm-hmm. which Superman inhales, right? So sure. kryptonite is That's running. not bully, right? Oh, no. Heck no. Hurry. Oh, no. Surprising <laughs> a guy, shooting him with kryptonite up his nose. Um, so, and then he jacks into the electrical grid of the entire Gotham department, right? Yeah. And he electrocutes Superman. He then proceeds. But Superman is still like, Bruce, what do you want to even talk about? Right. Right? Did, did Alfred send tea and crumpets? And Bruce is knocking him with kryptonite, knocking him with electricity, beating the crap out of him. And he did that for us, right? Oh, because we asked for it. We asked for that. We asked Batman to fight for us. I'm like, what? What? Yeah, Okay. Let's get down to t- brass tacks here. Uh, Frank Miller had a beef against the Reagan administration, so he said that Superman was a tool for the government. Mm. So Superman has never been politically aligned. No, never, but Frank Miller politicized it. And so Superman was the enemy, and so Batman had to protect us by taking down yeah. the enemy any way he could. Basically, bully tactics, okay? 
So right. for him to say that he, oh, he like he doesn't hate Superman. He just it's tough love. It's abuse with his <laughs> Batman. That's abuse. That's like a foster parent locking a kid up in a closet and then kicking him whenever they open the door. Mm-hmm. That ain't tough love. That's abuse. So nice. now, with As writing this book, more or less, As did say we would like Superman more in this book. So apparently, mm-hmm. As isn't going to go completely political. Okay, here's the other thing. So Frank Miller, when he wrote Dark Knight, uh, the original one, he... Dark Knight Returns. Yeah, Dark Knight Returns. He um, he had a beef against the Reagan administration, right? Yeah. Now we have the Obama administration. So is Superman still a tool for the government? I know. I just know Obama's stealing our chickens from South Africa. Did you hear about that story? I hope the hell they don't have the bird flu. No, no. We, we have nice chickens. All organic. You're stealing all our chicken breasts because oh, you're he's taking your chickens. Mm. Yeah, they're taking our South African chickens, and so you're going to be getting South African chickens in America soon. No, 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 no. It won't be us because we're getting them. They're sending our chickens to China to process, and then China's sending them back. And then they say mm-hmm. made in the USA, which is crap. Plus, they the, uh, the chi- you know the chicken, the beef, the pork industries. The pork industry, China just bought Smithfield pork. The pigs will go to China, and they'll be processed in China, you know, who don't have, you know, the best of whatever. And besides, they've been eating GMO corn all this time. And then they're going to ship them back, processed from China. Now, yeah, if no, you've ever no, seen a, a CAFO, which is a confined animal factory something, um, they're horrendous, okay? They have to give these animals... Um, antibiotics. So the chickens, they have to cut their beaks off, uh, and they put them in cages sometimes. Or if they don't, they have them. They're picking up dead chickens every freaking day, mm. and it's they have to do this because they've signed contracts with these big companies. It's corporations' food product. Okay, if you ever, and it's hard to find pictures of the cattle, the beef industry. They don't even allow people on the premises. They're guarded. And mm. but yet, you go drive by this place and you can smell it. They have mounds of manure that cows are trying to get up on because they're so packed in there. They feed them grain, which is not good for them. And so, therefore, they have to um, give them antibiotics. And that's all in the meat. Mm-hmm. And they eat each other because they'll feed them dead cows. That's where bad cow disease comes yeah. from. Okay. That and yeah. GMO uh, rapeseed, which is canola. So don't be eating any canola because it's all GMO. And so then, you know, they, they're, yeah. I mean, they're so, packed in there like sardines. It's ridiculous. Basically, that's exactly why you guys have... I don't know, formed a deal with SA where you, you'll be paying us uh, double the amount because of um, the rand dollar exchange. It still equates to, it's cheaper than going through China and stuff. 
Right. Because we still do everything the organic way. Right. We literally depend on the rain to provide us with water for crops. Uh, We depend on... That it won't be the 99% that gets this. It will be the elite that gets those chickens. True, true, but you'll be getting South African chickens. Anyway, that's totally up to I point. won't be because I'm a <laughs> local schmo that I can actually see the chickens and stuff and say, oh, okay, yeah, they're doing this right. I get Amish chicken. So, hey. So, well, well, we get chickens really fresh, like literally right. they, they slaughter a chicken for us and stuff. Right. Um, yeah, and, and the chickens are literally in somebody's backyard and stuff. But, but I guess our, my point is is that Reagan was very different from Obama. So is Superman going to be an Obama tool now? I, I don't know. Is he going to be wearing Obama key on his T-shirt? I don't know. And then is know. Batman going to save us from Obama? I have no idea. I, You know... I literally, I never got the Dark Knight Returns or the right. Dark Knight Strikes again. Right. Because for me, right, why would you, the whole premise of the thing is Superman is still a hero in the stories. He saves the world from nuclear fallout. Right. Right. And so I don't understand why... Batman beats him up. Batman saves him from ah, I saved us from Superman because he's doing good things. He's saving us. He's saving us from the guy who stopped nuclear fallout in the world. Does that make? I'm sorry. Does that make sense, Holly? He's saving us from a hero. You tell me. Does it sound like he even likes Superman? I don't think he likes Superman. There's enough. Oh, it's Listen, tough love. It's abuse. I'm sorry. Come on, you dick. I am sorry. I've read The Dark Knight Strikes again where he made Superman a rapist. He yeah. doesn't love Superman. He doesn't like Superman. That's why I use the word hate in my question. Right? I could have made a whole list of things that, that Frank Miller has done to Superman. Right? But right. the thing is, he, you know, he would have just lied through his skin again. I guess. Yeah. Because how many... he doesn't... Go ahead. Yeah, he doesn't love Superman. I don't care what he tells me no, he does. in a tweet. Because he's done things to Superman that um, no one who loves Superman would ever do. Like, I cannot imagine Brian Q. Miller doing this to Superman. Right, Brian oh. Kimmel got it right. Superman would yeah. flick Batman away, and Batman's armor would break off and stuff. Okay. Um, well, I cannot. The big problem is, is that Frank Miller created a generation of fanboys who mm-hmm. loved his Dark Knight Returns, think of him as a god, think that his Superman is the total foundation for any Superman. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's why they don't understand Clark Kent. Clark Kent's not in that book. No. Okay, so then who who would that be? Oh, gee, I don't know. Maybe somebody with power like Jim Lee. Who who the only Superman that he understands is the one in Frank Miller's Dark Knight Returns. He doesn't understand Clark Kent. 
he he thinks Superman should, you know, just be bonking Wonder Woman like mm-hmm. he did in the Dark Knight Strikes Again. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's the problem. You've got this generation of creators who just worship the freaking ground he walks on and they're turning these characters, Batman and Superman, into what he perceived those characters to be outside continuity in the late 80s. Yeah. And they're the same people who want to bring back another dark age. We are living in the second dark age. Yeah. You know, yes, you do get some of the good guys, like um, Scott Snyder, for example. He gets what Superman should be. I mean, he told me uh, that fight in the Dark Knight's Return would never go down like that. Ever. No. Right? And he's done his own Batman-Superman fight. And Batman was completely on the ropes for most of that fight until he pulled out some magic red solar, solar power thing. Right. And, yeah, and he punched Superman. And, but, you know, he puts in there a very important line. He this is Scott Snyder. He says, who wins in a fight, Batman versus this man? No one. Yeah. And that's characters, not that the band, is, nobody. Exactly. And I think, you know, as much as people are, you know, I, I hate this on the Internet because the Internet people think, oh, Zack Snyder is just going to recreate the Dark Knight return. And I'm like, just because he's using imagery and just because he's using right. a style from there, you can already see from the fact that his Superman is not politically inclined by any way because he's coming forth to the Senate to take responsibility if he was charged with, um, you know, sort of uh, political powers and things like that. They wouldn't be charging him. They wouldn't be asking him to take responsibility for what he did. Um you know, the description that's come out now that's leaked uh, from somebody saw the, uh, the, the the synopsis they're going to be giving cinemas to, so that they can put up onto the Internet for Internet bookings. Right. And it says that Lex Luthor will put these two um, guys against each other, which is exactly something Lex Luthor would do. Right. Right, um, and it's 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 so not the Dark Knight Returns. It's it's completely not the Dark Knight Returns if you read that synopsis. Right, right. And also, another hint that I got from Zack Snyder, as much as he loves the Dark Knight Returns, he said Batman would totally get annihilated by Superman. Right. Like. That suit that he's wearing is not so that he can stand up to Superman. It's so that he has protection so that his bones don't get broken because he's still a guy. Yeah. Um, and he said not that Superman would break his bones because he's yeah, Superman. That's, I mean, even in The Dark Knight Returns, Clark was like, hey, why, why, why are you doing this, you know? Yeah, exactly. Clark is like, oh, I thought we were going to toll punch Bruce, I thought we were gonna toe kick to the face. You know that that's the whole the whole way the fight goes. Superman and how, at no point fights back. How 
it does that not make Batman a bully? I have no idea. Because he's picking a dog while he's dumb. Well, okay, does, okay, is he righteous in his actions? I don't get it. No, he's not righteous. I've read The Dark Knight twice because apparently I didn't see what everybody saw the first time. So I was like, did I miss a page or something? So I read it again. And I was like, this is total crap. You know, it's it's not a good Batman story. It's not a good Superman story. Why would I be reading it, right? Um, Because Batman, literally, Superman saves the world from nuclear disaster. Um, Unfortunately, the electromagnetic wave reaches Gotham City, right? Right. Uh, And so... Bruce didn't pull a gadget out of his belt? No, what happens is Gotham goes into complete and utter chaos because those mutant uh, sons of Batman gangs are running wild in the streets. And so... So he's the head uh, bully and he's got little minion bully. Basically. And so the Reagan administration, or or the president at that time, he never Mm -hmm. says what which president is, but even though it's drawn like... Uh, Ron Reagan. Reagan. Yeah. Right? Um, the president says you need to go to Gotham. He tells Superman, you need to go to Gotham and put an end to Batman because Gotham is gone crazy. There are There is uh, these mutant sons of Batman who are running wild in the streets. Uh, they're causing chaos. They're causing riots. They're scaring the people. Batman's not doing jack shit, right? He's running around saying, uh, you know, you should take up arms, blah, blah, blah. So he tells Superman, you need to go and end this because Batman is driving Gotham crazy, right? Right. And so Superman goes in to have a chat with Batman mm-hmm. um, about the whole fact that, oh, dude, you got to keep these sons of Batman under control. Right. Because they're, they're causing chaos in the streets, and that man just beats the crap out of him. And I'm like, what? Why? What the hell? You know, with, the, with an assist from Green Arrow. With the assistance from Green Arrow, because apparently um, Green Arrow, the same thing was happening in Green Arrow City. He was leading like this, this rebellion against the presidency. And so um, Superman lasers his arm off so he cannot shoot arrows anymore. Right. Um, yeah. You know who the bully is? It's Frank Miller. Yeah, that's who the bully is, Frank Miller. Exactly. And I don't. I absolutely. And so, so Green Arrow wants to get revenge on Superman for taking his arm away. Um, and so he fires the kryptonite arrow at Superman. It it bursts into. Uh, it atomizes and becomes like, um, like you know, the stuff that Superman breathes in, so it's all in his bloodstream. He's right. got kryptonite pumping through his veins. And then so then Batman beats him up, and then when Superman's going to turn around and, like, rip him out of this armor because he's getting so irritated with this fly annoying him, then Batman takes a heart attack. He fakes so a heart attack? He fakes a heart attack. He takes... Drugs that um, slows down his heart mm. and makes it look like and makes it look like his veins are bursting and so and then so Superman stops 
before he does anything mm-hmm. and um he gives the body to i think dream uh, to uh Robin whatever her name oh, is oh yeah Carrie Kelly uh, Carrie Kelly that's it yeah. and but then Batman faked his death because he didn't want Superman to come back after him and then in the dark night strikes again uh I didn't even make it through that's, a, that's it. a real hero isn't it that's a real oh, hero yeah, he's right a real there hero. he's a real hero because and he's standing up for the people um because he yeah, you know right. he beats up somebody he beats up somebody and then he fakes a heart attack to get out of the fight i'm like okay yeah well i'm glad i didn't read that more than once and i've forgotten oh. it most of it so so, Dark Knight 3, Master Race, by Brian Azzarello, rubber stamp by Frank Miller, apparently, because Dan DeDio and Jim Lee went to him and said, Could you do something with the Dark Knight? Okay. Of course, it's got a bajillion variant covers. Oh, so many. So, so many variant covers. Yeah. Um, and it's got it's got 50 variant covers. At least. 25 will be, 25 will be released to the general public, uh, which means it'll be available everywhere. And then the other 25 are only available at selected um, comic book stores in the USA, like uh, Lone Star from Dallas. Midtown. Uh, Midtown from, from New York. And yeah. then one in California, I don't know. So, yeah, if you want to go and collect all those, you know, Go fork and out then I the think there's there. a Jim Lee one in a thousand or something, right? One in one in five hundred. Oh. But still, I mean, yeah, if, none if of the locals get around them, here are going to be buying five hundred of them. I can tell you that. Yeah, no one's going to be. I mean, like other than the big places like Midtown or whatever. Right. I don't think. Heck, I don't even think Midtown's going to order five hundred. Um. Yeah. It's like crazy. One in five hundred. Yeah. Seriously, Jim Lee. Seriously. Yeah. So that comes out Wednesday. Who cares? Oh, does it come out Wednesday? It's coming out this Wednesday. Yeah. Who cares? Um, speaking of somebody else that we're not really fond of, uh, there's a guy named. Well, he has many names. He switches around. <laughs> he switches uh, around. But Paul. He uses the moniker God Staff. He writes on Tumblr. He is King Fomance, okay? Mm. Um, hey, Wendy Sue. She just popped up. Um, Bye, Wendy. He um, he has he has trolled and bullied several of my friends. I've got him blocked, okay? Yeah. Um, he hates listening he with passion. He tried to bully me. Then he discovered who I was. I don't take bullying lightly. Yeah. And uh, I got one of his accounts suspended. So oh, he, stopped, he, he stopped messing with me. Um, right. Because I was like, no. Because he's like, oh, Lost Lane is so shit. And all our fans are like such whores. And I'm like, what? What? So anyway, he, <laughs> I mean, he's pretty vile. and he's Pretty vile. Nah, not quite there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But anyway, um, I woke up yesterday and I 
for some reason I was on Tumblr and oh no, I know. Uh one of my friends had said, Oh, this time's a billion and I was like, Okay, so I looked at it and it was this really great piece about it was to D C comics and what fans, you know, have been getting from D C comics, you know, it's the same plot over and 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 over. And it's none of the Superman that, you know, we want to see and, you know, what's the dealio? Okay, and it was very articulate and it was very good. And then I saw who wrote it and I went, oh, God. (laughs) And another one of my friends had reblogged it because when I picked up the reblog, it was from her. So anyway, um, so I sat there for a few minutes and went, I really want to reblog this. So I did reblog it because, okay, but I didn't heart it. I didn't favor it. I didn't heart it. Uh, but I did reblog it because my thinking is, and uh, I, we were criticized by somebody uh, on Twitter, you know, oh, how can you give into the, you know, that's, he's sexist and blah, 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 blah. And, uh, yes, I know all that. But my point is, is that if this guy who is totally freaking foment, you know, I hate Lois Lane, whatever, over here, and we're unsatisfied, he's unsatisfied with Superman, we're unsatisfied with Superman, Superman fans, Lois Lane fans are unsatisfied with Superman in the DCE, then what does that say about DCE? I mean, on this point, on these points, we can totally agree. Yes. We are not getting the Superman we want. And he never mentioned Wonder Woman once. Any of the fandoms, any of the fandoms are not getting the Superman that they want. So right. who are they catering to? Who right. is the Superman for? If nobody is buying the books, right? I don't know. The, uh, Jim Lee's going out and buying 30,000 copies of the Superman. I, I don't do know. do that for Superman. Um... To support this Superman, I totally think he would. No, uh, I don't think so. I think what they want to do is they want to destroy Superman completely. But, you know, I keep asking this every time we come up with this is the only solution, right? Because Holly and I will go through this on DMs quite often, and we come around to the same answer, that DC wants to destroy Superman. Right. And I'm like, for whose benefit? Who does this benefit at the end of the day? Because DC is a company, they should want to make money. They're not, because they only have 21% of the market share. They're losing all of it to to Marvel. Um, I guarantee you, come December, next month, when Star Wars comes out, I'm putting my bet on the the table, Marvel will have 50% of the market share. Right. Um, so is this okay? For, okay, wait a minute. Star Wars comes out in December, so we won't get the numbers till January, right? Yeah, yeah, we won't okay. get the numbers gotcha. till January. Star gotcha. Wars, it's on my calendar. I can see it from here. Comes out on the 18th of December, uh, 16th in South Africa because we're lucky. Uh, <laughs> uh, and um, yeah, you know, it's. Uh, I guarantee you. Come December, and if they have any kind of Star Wars special edition anything comics, right. which I which they probably will because they've had it for all their Avengers movies, fifty percent of the market share 
will be oh, in yeah. their pockets. Well, well, look, they have they have Star Wars stuff right now, and that is right. like that 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 takes up all the t- top ten. Yeah, exactly. And it's like well over a hundred thousand each book. It's well over two hundred each book. Some of them. Have you yeah. seen? Have you seen some of those numbers? I mean. Yeah. Star Wars number one alone had nine hundred thousand. Yeah. Prince, that's just the US alone. I heard it sold incredibly well in the UK and stuff, so it definitely made like two million sales. Right. Do you think a Superman book's doing that? No. It's not you know, okay, if, if they came okay. up, if they came up with a man of steel book. Right, like, oh, what was that book that came up with Man of Steel that did exceptionally well? Was the number one book of that month? That 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 unchained book that was pretty well done, written and stuff. Yeah. You well, know, I think that, I sabotaged by the artist Cobb. But I'm just saying that that is the potential Superman. There is those fans out there that are craving a Superman story. Right, and That's, I think. I think somebody like you know who is totally we're totally opposed of uh, agrees with us and we agree with them with the points that they had on that Tumblr thing. That yeah, mm-hmm. we can agree on this that Superman is not who he should be in the new Fifty Two E. My so thought on why the darkness fan. is because Warner Brothers is the PR department for. Uh, the powers that be that run this world, Superman represents doing what you can do to make things better. Mm -hmm. They don't want that. They want people to live in darkness and say, oh, poor pitiful me, I'm so helpless. I can't fight all this darkness. And what will they do? They'll have somebody come with a flashlight and say, Oh, let me take care of you since you can't take care of yourself. And then we'll feel obliged to allow them to do it, giving up our personal freedom, giving up our liberty, giving up all kinds of stuff. And that's what I think. They're preparing. You know, this isn't just about comics. This is about preparing people to be slaves. Because Superman represents, hey, I'm doing what I can with what I have. Why don't you do the same? And that's what Superman was about. Yeah, he broke in and he, he helped people, but then they they were inspired by that. And they said, yeah, I can do better too. I mean, look at how many stories after story after story. That's what a Superman story is all about. He is the light. He is mm-hmm. He is our flashlight. Hey, dude, I got my own flashlight back off, you know? <laughs> But they don't want us to have our own flashlight. They just want us to experience the darkness and feel helpless and hopeless. Okay, here's the bad thing. Hope has been mentioned in Batman. Hope has never been mentioned in Superman books in the New 52. Mm Mm-mm. Okay, so it's a process where they are turning off the light, and they're going to keep it that way. You're not going to have a hero to rescue you. You're not going to get a hero to inspire you because 
we have a better plan for you. Right, and that may sound crazy and all that stuff, but this is how governments, powers that be, prepare people for slavery. Okay. Right. Batman protects us from Superman. That That is a whole mind screw right there. Right. But what they need, I think what they don't understand about Superman fans is that we don't roll over on our backs and submit. Because yeah. if, if sales are... For it's new and future readers. And they're yeah, trying to influence... Okay, they don't want older fans because older fans know what Superman represents. And true. we know that that guy lives and breathes in all of us. And so they don't mm-hmm. want us. They want to give the new future readers, you know, people who've never really experienced a great Superman story before, they want to give them the super loser. Okay, they want to give him, give them uh, a pseudo Wolverine, a pseudo Punisher. You know, he's not Superman. Right, and that's where I get so confused. Right, because DC Comics is spreading one message, which is a bleak, dark group, hopelessness, despair, loneliness, all that crap. Right, and then forever evil. Forever evil. And then you flip over to, for example, Supergirl. Right. right? And I love this one line that Cat Grant uses um, in the show, is that people don't want the darkness anymore. Supergirl has brought in something new to what's their city called? I don't know. Uh, uh, whatever city she's in. Uh, they made up a new city. Um, and they say, and she says, people don't, uh, she's talking to Livewire, right? And everybody knows Livewire is this incredibly negative person, right? Right. Um, she's a villain. She's a villain, yeah. But before that, she was an incredibly negative she was person. She a shock doc originally. That's what she is, right? And so, um, you know, she was dissing Supergirl on it, mm-hmm. and Cat Grant calls her in, mm-hmm. and she says, uh, "People don't want your uh, people don't want your uh, bull of negativity anymore." Supergirl has brought in something in people, and they want hope, and they want lightness, and they want happiness, and that's what they want. So that's what we as a media company, should be giving them. So I am so confused because here you have on one end, even Man of Steel promoted hope, right? Yeah, in I a mean, dark way, but yeah. In a dark way, but I mean, he's literally wearing the symbol of hope on his Henry right. Cavill chest. Um, yeah. Right. Even at the end of the movie, he's like, this is what happened. I'm putting this behind me now. I'm going to work in a place it's a new start. It's 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 that, right. that new right. sort of thing. It's people rebuilding the world, right? Right, right. And it's very it's a very hopeful note that they end on. Right. And um, you know, uh, in Batman v Superman, he's going to be taking responsibilities for all of that. Mm-hmm. But and so that's what I don't understand is they are promoting on one end. Hope, lightness. I mean, Supergirl is like 
super light and super hopeful and she's literally like got the sun at her back all the time. Right. And uh then you have the new fifty two D C Y O U which is promoting absolute darkness. Yeah. And I just don't understand it. Because people right. are coming from the new readers that they talk about are coming from this media. Right? Yeah. Nobody watches nobody watches Gotham. Right? So let's just write that off. No it's gonna be get cancelled oh, soon. Nobody sure? watches that. Uh, I think my parents are the only people in the entire universe that watches Gotham. I don't um, watch it anymore because I was like, no, I, no, I don't know. This is no. It's just the only thing I liked about it was Bruce Selina and occasionally Alfred, and so or maybe yeah, Ed every once Alfred, in a while. But the Alfred but the slapped Selina. I know. Then Alfred slapped Selina. Like, I saw that. But the thing about it is, is now it's like okay, I can watch Bruce and Selina scenes on you know different venues. I don't YouTube. have to watch the whole shoe anymore. I can get it. You know, so yeah. why do I have to rise, watch a whole, you know, have people dig their own eyeballs out and shit like that? I'm like, no. And yeah. so, um, but anyway, yeah, right? I mean, I don't like Gotham because it's gross and it, I don't like the, the mentality of it where right. you know, I'm, I'm very aware of what are people putting in my brain? Mm-hmm. What should I allow in my brain, and what shouldn't I allow in my brain? Now I'm afraid that the generations currently on the earth, the new ones, have no idea that they should be thinking about what is being put in their brain. They mm-hmm. shouldn't just go on their merry little way and oh whatever's fine. No, because it, it will you know your your mind is like they used to say in the old days, a, ve- a terrible thing to waste. And I have a feeling that these kids today, they just plug in and they don't have a thought of their own. They don't have an independent thought. They And they're not encouraged to with, with the way the educational system is now. They're in training. They're not being taught anything. They're in training. This is how you mm-hmm. will respond to this. You know, and that's not teaching. And that's not, they're not teaching critical analysis, they're not teaching how to have independent thought or, you know, that kind of stuff. That's very scary. I mean, you want to talk about a dark world. Um, it's like taking Superman away. If you don't allow people to have their own independent thoughts and you mm-hmm. th- motivate them to be trained rather than taught, that's really, really scary. And it, to who does that, like you said before, who does that benefit? Yeah. And that's and that's what I don't understand is that these new readers, right, who are coming in from um, Smallville, Supergirl, Flash, all that sort of stuff, have this very um, light and hopeful world that they're coming in from, right? right? And so they're looking at the comics. And they're saying, "What is this BS?" Right. Right. Exactly. And and they're they're turning away from it. They're like, "No, I'd rather go and watch this TV program right. that's you know supporting feminism." You know, Smallville was very pro-feminist, was very pro uh, being a hero, right? Mm. And 
I think uh, Supergirl is following that vein. Right. Right? Right. And so I don't understand why uh, why DC is doing this. Right? They're reaching the masses through media, right? Through uh, TV shows and that sort of thing. And that's where the new readers are coming from. And the new readers are actually saying, you don't want this nonsense. Because nobody's buying Superman books. You don't have the old readers buying Superman books. You don't have the new readers buying Superman books. Superman books are are in the toilet. Exactly. So to whose benefit, it goes back to the same question, to whose benefit is it to drag down Superman so low? It it just boggles my mind. It, it you know it's it's not good business. It's not good um, for anybody, right? And I'm surprised Warner Brothers is letting them get away with this. I don't think they're getting away with it because we keep hearing that Superman, this truth saga is going to turn around faster than was anticipated, right? Everybody says, well, nobody really wants this, but obviously there is a turnaround time because it's comic, right? Uh, and so, you know, we, we, we've got the quotes that Superman's going to be in the, the suit faster, uh, you know, right. before we even anticipate. We're going back to the meat and potatoes of Superman. don't know what that means. Um, yeah, I think they're going to have to do a 180 at this point. A hairpin turn, you know? Yes, a hairpin turn, people. Um, At this point, I told Holly that Superman is so bad at this point. There have been so many good writers who have given them loopholes that I would accept any loophole. Bring Nixie, bring in that last wish, snap it, and I will forgive everything. Um, You know, there is so many ways you can do it where it doesn't affect the rest of the universe. You know, you can just say Superman was in a time capsule because all the other books are out of continuity. Well, my answer to you was they have to want to do that. Exactly. I know that. I know that. I'm just like, I would accept anything at this point in time because it's so bad. But that's like that Hegelian dialectic. They create a problem, they let everybody respond to that, and then they go, oh, here's our solution. And you're you're in a freaking trap then. Mm -hmm. It's like, no, no, you should have done this. If you were going to do that, you should have done it in the first place and saved yourself from only getting 22% of the market share, you dimwit. Yeah, but that's just that's the key word. They're they're such dim-witted people. They didn't they didn't expect. Or like I said, you know, it's either it's either two ways. It's that they thought so highly of themselves. Their egos were so. Well, yeah. Far, I think that's a giant you know, part of it. So Plus, they have all the, the crimes that are going on behind the scenes that they're trying to cover up, and you know, right. blackmailing somebody or. You know, letting somebody else do whatever they want so they won't get blackmailed. I mean, come on. Right. 
So it's either that or they're so stupid, you know, that they cannot see the um, the effect that their version of Superman is having on people. Right. No one's, you know, it, it, it got to the point of where it's desperate situations. You know, it's almost the point of no return right now. Right. Where... People are, you know, it, it, that's when they decided, oh, let's turn stuff around. And well, I'm like, no. Hell, hell. And everybody's like, okay, yeah, you're going to turn it around. Yeah, we've heard that before. Mm-hmm. We can't trust these people. No. You know, and that's their problem. They've broken trust. And it takes a while for people to gain trust again. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I don't care if you've got them half mind controlled and th- distracted with something else. You you, you, you upset a, a comic fan or whatever. It's like, hey man, you've told me this before several times, and it didn't happen. And now I'm supposed to believe you that it's going to happen now. You're going to have to prove it, and you're going to prove it as many times as you didn't prove it before. Right, like I was the person who was like. You know, come what may, I'll still believe in Superman. I still believe that these people can turn it around. And I'm now getting to the point of where I'm like, no. Or I've gotten to the point where I'm like, no, I do not trust you. I was so apprehensive about picking up Lois and Clark because I didn't know what they were going to do. You know, you're excited because, yay, we're getting Lois and Clark. But then you remember holy shit, you know, these people were also in charge of Superman Wonder Woman, and look what a, you know, but Dan Jurgens Jurgens and Lee Weeks were the were the ones yeah, that were that, like, that's okay, the only, they're involved, yeah. I'm not worried about it. Yeah, and, and that's the only thing that sort of safeguarded us, you know, right. gave us a cushion of trust, and that sort of thing. I was like, at any given point, I can put my trust in Dan Juggins' hands. And I know that if he has Superman Lois Lane pre-52 versions, you know, he's not going to F them up. Because no, okay, because let's look at his track record, okay? One, because he, he wrote, them. He, well, one, he wrote Superman 7 through 12. Didn't have the foment. He wrote yeah. Future's End. Didn't have the foment. As also wrote Future's End. He didn't have the foment in either that or Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he had a Wonder Woman and Orion. I was rooting right. for that relationship. Right. Okay. So their track record. You just look at their track record and you go, no, he's not going to do. He's not going to screw up Lois because, mm-hmm. quite frankly, they know that's the problem with the new Fifty Two. This whole, let's blame Lois thing that they got going on now. Uh, what was it they said? Oh, Newsarama came out with the wor- the 10 worst live action shows. And it, at number three was Lois and Clark. And they said it was because, Boo! because, Boo, because you know, DC and Marvel got rid of the marriages. You know, it was because people don't want to see a superhero in a romance. You know, they'd rather see him, you know, beating people up. No. Can I tell you something? The reason why that show stopped was not because of bad uh, viewership. It was because that was the end of the story. 
if you watch the, I have all the DVDs, right? And if you watch the commentary on that, um, Dean Cain says, you know, this was the end of our story. Yes, ratings got a bit bad, but that wasn't the reason. It didn't even get bad. He didn't even use the word bad. He said it was a bit low from when we started out. But well, they started out at the twenty reason. million. Smallville yeah, didn't even was, do that. No, heck, no. Uh, they had ten million their first in the pilot. And you know why they had 20 million, Holly? Because they had Lois and Clark in the title. People knew, okay, that's what we're getting. Yeah. And the thing is, he said, um, in he said, in complete and utter honesty, the reason why they ended the show was because they got married, they had a baby, and that was the end of that story. That is where that story arc ends. You cannot drag on and continue a story because then you're going to make it bad. Well, they, right? also, they also had production problems on there. Uh, the lady who who started it all, who wanted to do the Superman and Lois Lane romance, you know, like a, you know. And it's basically the story of Clark Kent. The Kents are alive. Clark is there, big time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, she wanted to do it that way. Okay. She had to tussle with the network and some of the other producers, she was the head producer, but she had to test with them because they want to do all these battle scenes and all that kind of stuff. Well, I didn't have the budget for that. They, I mean, come on, look at the effects that they have for Lois <laughs> and Clark. I mean, it wasn't. I mean, it wasn't until Smallville. Smallville developed their own special effects. They had, they had, yeah. a, they hired, you know, they hired this special effects team, and they created I don't know how many effects. They're now being used across the business, because, mm-hmm. and it's all because of Smallville. But you know, Lois and Clark didn't have that, and so and she said no. And also technology back in the day. I mean, this was exactly. Exactly. They had to do know. hard effects. They they didn't have the CGI. They didn't have, you know, half the stuff that they have. And they were going to do mats for a, for a television show, and you know, yeah. it was, this was before uh, Babylon Five when they did a lot of the you know mats for that and all that kind of stuff. But my point is, is that that show had a lot of problems in that. Some of the writing wasn't all that great. Okay, come on. Eating frogs, come on. No, not good. Uh, but the heart of it was great, and it had a big female following. Smallville and had a big female following as well, and Jim Lee even had to admit that. But did he give the females who were reading Smallville comic the new readers that he so wanted, did he give them anything after they canceled that book? Hell no. I am a new reader from Smallville because that is what I watched, right? I I will admit this with all pride because I know some people say, oh, you're not a true comic book fan or whatever. Yeah, 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 if you, whatever. Um, I am a child from the 90s animated series. Right. That is how I was introduced to Superman. I then started watching... Lois and Clark, because we got it later in South Africa than um, the U.S. We didn't get it the same time as the U.S. Right. Um, I then watched Lois and Clark, The New Adventures of Superman. Mm-hmm. And then, throughout my high school career, I watched Smallville. Okay, my, my pre-primary as well. But, and then into college. Um, but the thing is, I was a new reader in that age zone 
that would have been coming off Smallville into comics because that's how it happened for me. I didn't pick up, you know, the comics that I would pick up was related to the animated series. I never picked up, you know, uh, Superman or Detective Comics or Batman because I didn't know about what what those comics were about. I picked up the, the wedding because it was coinciding with the show. Right. And I picked up the death of Superman because who didn't? Um, right. But the thing is, from there, I said, okay, right, I'm watching Smallville now. Let me go and look at these comics. And then I read, you know, uh, Grant Morrison's run on Batman. Uh, sure. I read uh, Brian Azzarello's For Tomorrow, that sort of thing. That's how right. I got into comics, from the TV shows. Right. And I was a new comic book reader. I was coming into the New 52 as a new comic book reader because I didn't regularly pick up comics. Right. And I said, okay, New 52, the sounds okay. I don't know because I wasn't sure if they are going to have all the history or what was going on. And I was like, okay, it's now available digitally, which was easier for me to pick up because I didn't have a local comic book store. And so I said, I will get into this now. I was a new comic book reader. They, ch- they have chased me away from their comics. Yeah. I don't buy any comics now. Not Batman. Not Batgirl. Uh, I pick up Grayson once in a while. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only thing I buy now is Lois and Clark, which was October it came out. Um, and American Alien. That was the only, that's like the, the comic I bought this one. Was American Alien. Mm-hmm. And they have chased me away. I used to buy almost every single comic, right, that was related to the, the heroes that I wanted to follow. So I would buy Justice League, I would buy Batman, Detective Comics, Batgirl, uh, Nightwing, Superman, Action Comics. Uh, I didn't care for Wonder Woman. Uh, so I was picking up like 10 comics. A month, and from ten, I've gone to nothing. So yeah. that if I meet Jim Lee, I'll say, "That's what that I was a new reader. You chased me away because you're not giving me what I want." Exactly. And and a lot of these people are saying the same thing. They just don't want to listen to us. Mhm. Yeah. And you better start listening, or they're not going to make any money. Oh, we're doing this for the new readers. Well, you're not getting new readers, so you better do it for somebody who's actually going to lay down some cash for your books. Yeah, if I go to a Comic-Con, I will, if I went for like four days, the first T-shirt I would wear would be a picture of Superman and Lois Lane and saying, I was a new reader, you chased me away because you ended this. Yeah. That's what I would I would literally make a T shirt like that and, and give it in and, and say, I was a new reader, you chased me away because you ended this. Yeah. Um and, and, okay. and above uh, more than Lois and Clark, I could, you know, I keep saying this. I could have handled the new fifty two if they were starting a Superman relationship off from scratch because I've yep. been through that so many times. Lois and Clark, they were, they were, you know, rivals at the beginning of season one. And 
tomorrow, geez, how many times a day they can fight and fight with each other? Um, you know, and how many times did we have to go to that through that like tumble dry off of emotions where we just get tossed? You know, are they going to be together? No, here's Lana. Are they going to be together? No, here's Blondie. Are they going to be together? No, here's Lana again. You know, and but I stuck through it because I knew what the end goal was, right? And with the New 52, the reason why I'm not sticking it with it is because they've just gone from bad to worse to the, the horrible now. Worse still. Yeah. And well, the thing okay. Is, the thing about the New 52, okay, I was like, I'm going to give it a chance because, you know, they say, well, well, you've heard it all before. Well, no, I don't know your take on it. Mm-hmm. No. Oh, you've seen Clark and Lois get together before. No. Guess what? A good story like that. I want to see what your take is on it. Do you yeah. have a take on it? No. Obviously not. So, I mean, because early on in the New 52, when we started reading the book, we say, do these guys, I mean, after George Perez left, and, you know, we're sitting there going, do these guys know how to write a romance? Is that why they're totally avoiding it? You know, and then they toss the fomance at us, and we're like, that's not a romance. That's, you know, part B goes into part A. I mean, you know, that's very, very technical. So, I mean, it's not romantic whatsoever. So we were like, okay, do they have anybody who can write a romance? What's the dealio here? And when Diggle showed up at the New York Comic Con, he was going to do action, and he, all he talked about was Lois Lane. Oh, they said, well, Lois has got a boyfriend. They go, ah, she don't need to be with that guy. She needs to be with Clark. <laughs> and we're like, give, yes, give me, give me, give me. And then he found out what he was up against. And he said, no, I'm not ruining my career with that crap. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, come on. Their excuse is Superman is boring. You've heard it all before. There's just no new stories to tell with that. Blah, 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 blah. Well, okay, you know what? If you're such hot shots, let me see you tackle it. And then if, you know, if you do the best of story you can and you still can't get it, then maybe there's something wrong with you, dude. But they're not even yeah. trying. They're not even no. trying to give us their take on on this iconic relationship, on this iconic being, the guy who has, you know, three tiers to his mythology, and now he's stuck with one, and now that's crumbling away. And then they expect us to say, oh, well, yeah, that's Superman. No, it's not. Yeah. You know, you know they're not leaving us with anything. I, you know, and I know people say I keep repeating this, but it is a honest, true example. I keep going back to Unchained because that was real Superman. Right, yeah. he was written. He was good. He was kind-hearted. He um, he attempted to connect with the uh, race. Right, there was a yeah. strong Lois Lane. There was a mm-hmm. strong uh, Lex Luthor. There was a strong uh, okay Jimmy Olsen. Whatever. Um, right, whatever. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Jimmy. Jimmy He's was not the hero the of the story. Okay. No, no, he wasn't. Right. But I keep going back to Unchained because I keep saying, well, my true blue real Superman is successful. He 
was the top three. He was the top book for three months running. He outsold Batman. He probably and would have continued that on too, but unfortunately, the artist Copub decided to sabotage the book with issue right. four and moving it back. Exactly, and then we yeah. only got issue five at the end of the year, literally yeah. on New and Year's then, on yeah. New Year's Eve. We got it. Yeah. Um, and the thing is. What I keep saying, uh, why I keep bringing up Unchained, is because we have proven that the yep. Superman works. Yep. We don't need to prove it to you again. If you, if you, you know, and this is not pre-52 Superman. This is a new 52 Superman that if you put half an effort into, could do well. Yep. Right? Yep. Jeff Jones' book, he brought the Superman sales up what like almost forty k when he did his when he did his yeah issue, he brought it, it up to where it was just a little less than the number two issue yeah exactly yeah. so and he wrote a good Superman right yeah. take away what you will about him giving his secret up to, to Jimmy and whatever he wrote yeah a towards Superman the end there I was like who who decided that towards the end there editorial. Erased his pages and and typed their own stuff in. Well, okay, because um, you know all they talk about was it's never been done before. Well, so there may be a reason for that. Yeah. And what are you going to do yeah. with it? They've done nothing with that. You know. Um, How many issues later? Everybody knew because Lois told everybody. Yeah, and I was like, okay, whatever, dude. Um, you know, and Romita says, oh, is, he needs an Alfred. No, he doesn't need a freaking Alfred. He doesn't need a manservant. He doesn't need a manservant, no. He doesn't need a gay uh, boy. Bruce needs, Bruce needs a manservant because he's a little baby and he can't take yeah. care of himself. What does Clark Landis is, call him? Clark is, who? What does Landis call Bruce? Oh, he's, he's a baby um, whiny, whiny, whiner? He, he's uh, a child with uh, trauma issues uh, and daddy issues and parent issues. And so many other issues, who knows? Um, yeah, really. And yeah, he calls him a, a whiner. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. A, a man-child, that's what he calls him. That's what he calls him. A man-child, that's what he calls yeah, him. Yeah, and he's exactly. a hero because he saves us from Superman. Ugh, whatever. Don't listen to Frank Miller. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Okay. Yeah. But that's my whole point is that Superman, yeah. a traditional Superman, is successful. And you bullshitting me about, not you particularly, but DC Comics yeah. bullshitting me that, oh, this guy is so boring, this guy is a goody two-shoes, this guy is, his life is perfect, whatever, whatever. And I'm like, no, this guy, we've proven with your comic, with New 52 in the, in the you know, color idiot outfit we have proven that if you give him half a personality that he yeah. had in pre fifty two, he yeah. is more successful than what you of your concept of Superman is. Yeah. We don't need to prove anything anymore. Right. Right. It's it's there in history, it's there in the sales. It's just they need the wake up call. They need somebody to kick them in the butt and say, stop 
beating about the bush, bring out the plan. Yeah, you you would think 22% of the market would be a big swastika boot up their backside, but apparently not. It takes a while to swing this wagon train around. Well, they should have done that at least a year ago. You know, Diane Nelson has no internet access. She has a Nokia brick phone that cannot get onto the internet. Uh... Somebody is sabotaging her emails when they bring her the sales report, and they're like, "She's listening she's to the boys like, too much." She's, and I'm she's, like, really? she doesn't know. She no. Listen, if you have half a brain of marketing, you know, twenty twenty one percent is bad. Okay. Yeah. Um, while the other company has forty six percent. Yeah. Your main competitor, right? Yes. Has forty six percent. You have twenty one percent. What are you doing wrong? Okay. Yeah, hello. And, you know, if she has half a marketing brain, she would realize that. But clearly, somebody is hacking her emails. You know, <laughs> Jim Lee has paid a hacker with these FOMAD statues right. that he has in his garage. She's only allowed on the intro web, not the internet. He, <laughs> yeah. She's like, I don't know, she's running Windows 95. What? You know, 3.1, something like that. I don't that. know, DOS. She said DOS. Oh, well. That thing, uh, you know, she doesn't get emails. Probably does it. You know? you know, she probably has to do dial-up. Oh, heck, she probably has to, like, stand on a mountaintop with a satellite dish and wish yeah. for an internet signal. Um, because that, or she's gone on a vacation where there's no internet, no, like, I I don't give her that much credit. I I really don't. I really. Her I mean, office is under the sea. No, no, don't give her any more credit than she deserves. And she deserves you know, to be fired. So does the video and Lee. So does Harris, and so does Eddie Berganza. I say the way to fix DC is to take out all the top people. And bring in the the sort of assistant editors that have been helping, because apparently they know what is going on. Like the assistant editor who was helping for Batgirl and said, "Yo, all this darkness BS is is bringing down the sales. We need to bring in some light, you know." Um, and, and I think that's what needs to be done. Take out Dan deal, take out Jim. And it's not that we have a personal grudge or anything against them or we, we want to see him out of a job. No. You know, they could do the job. If Dan deal could back up what he keeps saying about Superman, yeah. you know, the way Superman goes, so does the rest of the book. If he could back that up with him going there into the Superman office and shaking people and say, what is wrong with you? Um, Who was it that said... That they had to go see Jim Lee, and it was about something for Superman. Was that Landis? No, Scott Snyder. No, no. Before, no, this has been long after that. It was just recently. Oh. Uh, uh, I think it might have been Landis. It's one of the new, either him or Neil Adams. It was Neil Adams, I think. Okay, but here's my point. Again. Again. No, I don't think it was Gail. I would have remembered Gail. 
Don't she talks to Dan. To she always talks to Dan about stuff. See, yeah. the thing is, is that I think Jim Lee is still over Superman. There's nothing that the Didio, try as he might, can do about it. Because they split the characters up, and Lee still has control over Superman. And he just doesn't like Superman. He could care less. But the Didio's over there. I can just see the Didio now. Dude, as Superman goes, so go the rest of the books. Okay, you see what I'm saying? We're down at 20%. You need to take your boot heel off of Superman. You need to take Bob Harris, shove him in a closet somewhere, take Eddie Gansner, put him in another closet, and then let Superman take off. But no, they're not going to do that. Dan DeDio and Jim Lee literally work in offices next to each other. So How's that possible? The two co-pubs in their, um, in their L.A. offices, when Jim Lee did his periscope, he walked out of his office, walked a little bit down the hall, and it was Dan DeDio's office that he went into. That's how close their offices are. So I'm like, can't Dan go and hack his computer and see what crap he's got? He's like, how can, he's like, you know, he's like multi-messaging all the, the, the Superman people. He's like, how can we bring him down more? <laughs> yeah, I mean, this, this whole thing was, this whole truth arc, and the Batman in the bunny suit was an editorial thing. They went yes. to, they went to to Batman. They went to Super Scott Snyder and you know Greg Capullo and said, "Oh, we want you to do this with Batman." So Greg, so Scott's right. like, oh, "Okay." Because Scott Snyder, Scott Snyder said, uh, "We had plans for right. Bruce, but they right. had to be changed at the last minute." Right. And oh. then they went to the <laughs> Superman guys and said, "Oh, you need to get Superman in trouble." Now, these people obviously didn't look at the order number. Superman was already in trouble. Mm. And they thought putting Superman in more trouble for a year was going to make the sales go up? They ought to be fired. They should be freaking fired. There's There's nobody with a sane brain who would think that. Unless they have some kind of giant agenda to destroy Superman. Mm-hmm. Or Unless to protect their Superman, career. Get Superman, or, get, get Superman in trouble translates to absolutely annihilate all sense of his sales. Yeah. That's what Who they mean. Who cares about his fans? Okay, fans mean sales, buddy. Fans mean orders. They're not helping the local comic book stores at all. Nope. You're not helping digital at all with this Superman. <laughs> no, definitely not. So if you're not going to bring revenue in with this story, what was the reason for it? Let, let's see where action is this week on digital. Let's Just for curiosity, aren't you mm. curious? Because it just let's came out see. this past Wednesday. Yes. In the Just meantime, days ago. <laughs> I'd like to inform, while well, she's doing that, I'm going to inform the audience that in Batman and Superman at the end, okay, they dug up the Nazis in the Antarctic, okay? 
this is is no longer a myth. They have actually found evidence of Nazis having a fortress or whatever down there. And apparently they fought the U.S. after Hitler, after they signed the amnesty and all that. Mm-hmm. So this, this is historically oh correct. Goodness. But what will they do with it? I mean, it's like Ferguson. They didn't do jack with that. No. Oh, all, all, know, the, all the cops have this black mask, you know, because of wrath. Oh, you know, they didn't really address that. Not like they used to. I mean, in the pre-52, mm-hmm. they wouldn't have addressed that. But they didn't address it in this. They just used it as a, you know, like a, oh, look, we're going to talk about Ferguson. No, they're not. And the same thing with those Nazis in the Antarctic. They're, they're giving you a bit of information, but they are not going to do any kind of investigation or whatever. Or, or encourage you to do some investigating on your own because, you know, God forbid you have an independent thought. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. I will tell you how badly Action Comics <laughs> is doing. Okay. Um, it is so far down. <laughs> the, okay, DC to DC, it's number four, right? Um. But there were only like five new books that came out this this week. Mm-hmm. Um, it's doing so badly that Batman from last week, number forty six, mm-hmm. is right next to it. So it's number four. Batman from last week is number five. Uh, Titans Hunt is above it. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah. Go Titans. Um, Batman Europa, which finally came out, uh, yeah. is above it. Uh, and Batman and Robin Eternal, which nobody really likes because they say the story is kind of slow, yeah. is above it. So, yeah. Action Comics. Action Comics, it's got Three stars. Wow, I've never seen a three star, except for the four man. The four man even has like four stars. So, and the ratings, uh, only 58 people bothered to rate, which is the lowest number. Green Lantern Lost Army has four stars. Compared to action comics, just okay. three stars. Um, let's see. I'm on not com- doing. Yeah, not I'm doing on comicsology, well. which includes everybody. Mhm. Um. How many pages did you have to go to look for? Well, you? I'm looking. I can't find it. I've seen Batman. He's still up there. Batman <laughs> is. Uh, oh no, that's Batman Europa. Okay. It's, mm. Okay. Let me. Let me go down through here and see which is DC. No. Oh, <laughs> Batman and Robin Eternal is number one, two, three, four, five. Mm-hmm. Um, that's their top-rated book digitally. Yeah. Um, I'm still look- okay. I'm looking, still looking for the second one. It'll be after Titans Hunt. Well, no. Uh, Batman Europa, which is was that six, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Oops, I have to give the next. Got to like the third page now. <laughs> oh, oh, 
Here's Action Comics. It is, okay, let me just do a quick little thing here. It is number 25 on digital on Comixology. Now, depending on when they, when they change this, because it may not be in sync with the DC Comics one, but it's number 25 mm. overall. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Action Comics. The comic, the... Let me put it to you this way: the the his, the comic historian of all comic historians calls Action Comics the Holy Grail of comics. It is sitting at number twenty-five. Uh, after what? Birthday Friday, Saturday, three days. Well, they only three had days. two two books on the on the first page. They had Titans Hunt and they had Batman Europa. Oh, oh my God. So there you go. Yeah. That's how well yeah. DC Comics is doing. Okay. Yeah. Action 46, written by uh, Greg Pack and Aaron Cooter. If we fall asleep here. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, they I, did have a variant. They did have a variant I, cover of Bugs Bunny and uh, Superman. Mm-hmm. Which I liked. I enjoyed. Okay. Can you tell me the connection between a connection between Bugs Bunny and Superman? Uh, I'll give you three answers. Both the three, three tries. answers. Okay. Three tries. Uh, the, three tries. Okay. Oh, okay. Three tries. Um, they're both the iconic leaders of their universes. Superman no. for DC Comics. Eh. No. Nope. <laughs> uh, well, Bugs Bunny did do a Superman stunt. Nope, that's not it. Ah, oh, one more. Um, Jeez. Uh, it's like I'm going through all the sacks here, Bugs Bunny and... Um, I don't know. This is old history. I give up. This is old, old, old history. Okay. I give up. Okay, there was a movie called uh, It Happened One Night, right? Right. It starred Clark Gable. And mm-hmm. in, the, in the movie, um, he's eating carrots. And he's talking while he's eating carrots. And that is what oh. Bugs Bunny was based on. Clark and Gable's we all know characters. Clark Gable was... Um, the, yeah, the name. The, the inspiration Clark for Kent. the name yeah, yeah, for Clark Kent. Yeah. So that's the connection between Bugs Bunny and Clark, and Clark Kent. Or Superman. Ah, okay. Mm-hmm. And they're also, they're also both the leaders of their respective universes. Yeah. But and they all both work for Warner Brothers now. But that you know, they, they didn't always. They didn't always. So I, I mean, like Bugs listen, did, but not. I too. like this variant cover, but not enough to buy this comic. I know. I wouldn't. Yeah, this is another case. Like, if I, I could get the cover and not the story, that'd be fine. Yeah, I'll just print off the internet. Bam. You know. Yeah. Um I love Bugs Bunny. I grew up watching. Looney Tunes and stuff. And I love Superman. Everybody knows that. So I really, really like this cover. But I'm just, like I said, I'm going to print it out and keep it. I'm not, gonna, I'm not going to buy, waste my no. time buying this comic. No. Because you know what? It's not even worth... I, I, I know I use this for the formats, but I literally mean this. It's not even the worth the, the digital space it's taking up. Anywhere, 
Like, I'm going to delete this as soon as we get off air. Maybe as soon as we finish the story. I will just hit delete because it's waste. It's a complete waste of time. Yeah. Um, I cannot. I cannot give it a worse review than that. I mean, the worst review I've given it was the best Superman comic this week was Doomed, not Action yeah. Comics. Right. So. And it's like, I, too. So it's like what? Yeah, exactly. People were people actually tweeting like, like, you know, Scott Liddell writes Doomed. I'm like, yeah, he wrote a brilliant Superman. What can I do? You know. Yeah. Hello. So anyway, so we've got. Okay, we're back to Superman with no eyeballs. Yeah, because we all love this. This happened in Doomed for one issue. He didn't have no, eyeballs. No. What? It it happened in the one issue, uh, which is the four man, and then he, he lost his eyeballs again um, when he became that doomified monster slash I don't know what was happening there. Huh? Yeah. In, uh, I'm trying to think of this issue now. He lost it in the film, man. Yeah. He was, fl- okay. he was flying around with no eyeballs. Okay, but it was do- during the Doom Dark. Yeah, definitely during okay. the Doom Dark, yeah. Okay. So, we're back to no eyeballs, Clark. Or super loser. This is called Blind Justice Into the Shadows Part 2. Okay, first of all, there was no truth. In the truth arc. Mm-mm. Now we're on this injustice, corruption. I'm not even sure what they're calling this arc. Corruption. Um, yeah. Oh, that's right, because action always starts the next arc, right? I don't know. Yep. Yeah. Well, the books were delayed, so the the other... Um, yeah. Right. Batman Superman came out with corruption first, so... Okay. Um... We we have John Peters spider monster robots. <laughs> yeah, just what we needed. Now, okay, all Clark can talk about is Lee and the Black Mask. Okay, Lee is such an important person to him. Mhm. Why? I, I don't know. It's again the most light switched relationship. Ever. Let, yeah. let us just remind people of how they met. They in met the street. In the street. She didn't like him. He stole her, her walkie-talkie. Mm-hmm. Went and rodeoed that shadow yeah. monster. 4-H rodeoed that. 4-H rodeoed that. Thing. Yeah. And he lost her, her walkie-talkie, returned, and all of a sudden they're best friends. Oh yeah, and he's like, and he's like, oh Lee, I'm like what? Where did this come from? Talk about light switch relationship. Okay, remind me, did he get infected in the last action issue? Uh yes, he got okay. infected, uh because he uh was freeing all the people, walking around, and yeah, the thing like gooped onto him. So, okay, so they've got him fighting in the T-shirt, but then they have one panel of him fighting in the cape and the and the thing. Where? That's on the page. Oh, hold on. Uh, page 
page six. Six out twenty seven. Oh, that that's a flashback. That's why. Oh, okay. Oh, when he fought the ninjas, what in the Arctic? In the Arctic, just before he went to the Fortress of Solitude. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So now these ninjas are shadow people, and then they're not sentient, as we found out in Batman Superman. So he mm-hmm. can go ahead and kill them. Yep. So it's just battle, 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 but he doesn't have any eyeballs, and he's got the black mask now. Can I just and he's say, angry. Uh, I just have to say that this is the worst art I have seen in a comic. I know offense to this artist, but, I mean, Superman looks... I can't even call him Superman because he doesn't, doesn't look, he doesn't act, he doesn't behave, anything like Superman. I mean, it fits this book because it's very um, dark. <laughs> but, yeah, I, oh, this art. Anyway. It's bad. It's bad. Yeah. Oh, and you know, you know, this wrath is just rubbing rotshod all over him, and it's because he has a temper. And here's the other thing. Anything that, that Jonathan Kent taught him, he ignores. Mhm. Yeah. He comes out and says, "Oh, Paul would say this, blah blah blah." But forget that. Yeah, he's like he's basically like, "Screw you, Parkin." Yeah, really. And yeah, this is basically people. This is Superman on Venom from the Spider-Man comics because yeah. that's what it is. Uh, it's this black, uh, symbiont, parasitic. Thing that brings out your anger, and except uh, the humans don't seem to be angry. Well, because we control our emotions. Unlike the Kryptonian no. nut job, huh? The this Kryptonian nut job has had one too many rodeos, I tell you. Um, yeah, I don't know. You know, this is not. This is nothing like what Superman should be. Yeah, I, so anyway, so he ta- he ties up the bad guys, and then he takes his little uh, posse of people that's been infected, which includes Lee, don't you know? Uh, so he's trying to figure out if it needs to cure, he doesn't think it needs cured. He said it came from wrath and turned folks in. Metropolis to killers, but we're okay. Oh, she's saying this. Mm-hmm. She's saying, oh, we're okay. Really? This is the thing that bothered me before. She's just fine and dandy with this black mask stuff. I'm sitting there going, what? And then Clark's like seething, <laughs> no eyeballs, you know. Um, so, so he's going to contact Lana and John Henry. Yeah. To come and take them away. Because, you know, they're geniuses. They're so smart. The savior of... Lana, the electrical engineer. She'll probably electrocute everybody. So he... Okay, and then he does this really fantastic hero thing. She goes, where? And he goes, look, John Henry. And then he takes off. And she goes, damn it, Clark. Really? Yeah. Basically, Lee is telling him... And then she yells, um, Clark! Yeah, basically, Lee is telling him, wait, 
hold on, let's think about this, right? You have, you're infected with this black mass thing. Um, shouldn't you also receive treatment from John Henry and Lana? And then he's like, look, it's John Henry. And he's like, where, where, where? And then he, I'm going, oh, really? Seriously? What did I just read? I've seen more intellectual Bugs Bunny cartoons than that. True. So Very he goes true. into the woods, you know, to be in the shadows. Get it? Or, 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 or. Uh, and he's finding himself. Uh, he's losing himself, but he's finding himself too. I and, hate this panel. And I I'm finding you, Wrath. Okay, I'm sitting there going, okay. So basically, he's disappearing into the shadows, and he's smiling, and he still has no eyeballs. I hate this panel. If this is. Um, Superman submerged in darkness, submerged in the shadows. Yeah. He is a creeper as if, and, yeah. you know, uh, it's just the, he, he suddenly became Freddy Krueger. You know, I mean, yeah. I don't know. He's he's allowing the shadows to pull at him, you know, and and he's like, oh, his his big master plan is you tried to curse me, Wrath, but instead you gave me the power to send you through your own darkness. Okay, and then he hisses like a snake. Yes. What is this? Bohemian yes. Grove? What? I mean, come on. I'll see you soon. Oh. So then they take us to West Virginia at the Monongahela National Forest. Really? Actually... I don't think there's a nuclear plant there. The nuclear plant's up by Beaver. The Beaver plant's <laughs> up above that, okay? It's not in West Virginia. It's in Pennsylvania. <sighs> These people can't get anything right. Anyway, so... It's not they, something, you know, you can Google or something, Holly. Like, oh, I don't think what's there's that a, thing? There's not what's a nuclear power plant in... West Virginia on the Monongahela because I would know about it because I've been checking out what nuclear plants are like 100, 150 miles away from me. So Listen, they still think Alaska's running on. Uh, I know. You know, dial-up technology there. I know. With newspapers and stuff, you know. So yeah, they just got color TV. Yeah, yeah, they had to advertise it too. Mm. So. So apparently they destroyed the plant in Alabama. Okay. So so she talks to the shadows? I don't know. Anyway, who cares at this point? So she calls up these shadow monsters from the some soup somewhere, you know. It looks like beehives on the side, and there's these kind of scripts kind of ruin things on one end. And it reminds you of Ghostbusters with the little flowing river thing, you know? <laughs> and then she calls up this monster from the deep, you know, like, but and, it turn, and it's like moaning like Red. Clark does. Uh, and can, we just, can we just take a moment to applaud the absolute idiocy of Superman in the Comic. I mean, I know I've been complaining that he has no brain. He doesn't use it. 
But this is so stupid. He he thinks he is catching Raph in the shadows, that he knows how to find her. But in actual fact, she's using him. Right? He's gone into the shadows now. So she can locate him. And ugh, he's so stupid, honestly. So they're... So, so yeah, okay, so she was able to infect people in Metropolis with this black mass, you know, just kind of like a viral thing, you know, that kind of thing. But now she's making bombs. Mm. And she's going to, apparently Houston is one of the uh, places where they're going to let loose with these bombs mm-hmm. to infect two million people. Okay, so... I'm sitting there going, so Wrath is changing. Uh, Soups is, for, I mean, that panel with him with his his eyes shut and his, you know, his lips pursed. I'm sitting there going, really? Um, so, so he he stumbles upon her, of course, because he goes into the nuclear power plant. Uh, uh, uh. And... So he says he came here to stop her, and she says, "Oh, you're alive again, thanks to my gift." So apparently, the black mass is making him stronger, and he's all cool with that, as long as he has his strength. And then she pulls Lee out of her pocket; <clears throat> she literally comes out of nowhere. And so he's like, "Lee," <laughs> and she's like, "Clark, you Lee, are you all right?" She says, "I'm fine. Meant to come here. Walked into the shadows just like you." Didn't think I was going to let you take her on by yourself, did you? Oh, and everything's peaches and cream now because he's got eyeballs now. And so, you know, he's still after Wraith. He says, forget it. We saw hundreds of people lose their minds when you infected them. And so she's blah, blah, blah. But some people are broken and the black mass will reveal their true nature. But that's the glory of this moment, Clark. We can fix this sick world. Really? Burn away the bad seeds. I know your heart now, Clark. I know how much you hate the monsters you see everywhere you turn. Okay, we've gone from, in Action Comics, Clark understanding that though they may appear so, people aren't monsters. Monsters aren't, mm-hmm. to say, monsters. Now we're to, oh, we know in your heart of hearts, Clark, that you hate the monsters you see everywhere. Yeah. By the same writer, mind you. Yeah. So then we lose the eyeballs again, and so he's telling Lee. Okay, when did Lee become a ninja fighter? (laughs) Plot convenience. You know, so they're going to go stop these planes, you know, And and so then the shadow ninjas come out of nowhere, and... She's telling Clark, don't lose yourself. It's what she wants. And so, you know, so he don't pay attention because, you know, he's got a battle to hit, you know. And so he doesn't scream Lee. Who screams Lee there? Somebody does. No, no, he screams it. He's off panel and he's then he's like, he says the most, hashtag sarcasm here just for the people that don't get it. He says the most Superman line ever. It's you she's tricking. She's trying to trick. You can't hold back. You have to trust yourself. Use your anger. 
Yeah. I was like, huh? And she's like, I'm going to do this my way. You just get to those planes before whatever. I mean, it's just, you know, she's a ninja fighter now. Oh, except when one of the monsters get a little too big for her. And who should appear on top of the big shadow monster beast? Frankenstein. One of my favorite... One of my favorite characters from uh, Future's End, mind you, that they've completely now ruined. I don't think this is the same guy. Although he's been infected by the Black Mask. Now, whether that matters that he was dead before, I don't know. Okay, so we get a big splash page from Clark going, Frankenstein! So, because he's Mm -hmm. undead, he's an easy vessel for wrath to fill. Okay. Yeah, but he still has a heart and soul, you know. Uh, You know, so what does that mean when black-masked Superman with no eyeballs sees Frankenstein? Let's fight! Okay. (laughs) He's spending way too much time with uh, Justice League Origins Wonder Woman. (laughs) Yeah. So... He literally growls at him. He's like, Yeah, I know. Imagine this conversation happening in real life. Frankenstein. So, I mean, he's literally thinking to himself, Don't worry about me, Wrath. You've given me everything I need. Okay, still no eyeballs. And so then Lee's laying on a hillside going, Clark, no! And then Wrath comes. I don't keep calling her Wraith for She says, I'm sorry, Lee, he's beyond us both now. Oh, okay. Mm. I thought he was like you. And Lee says, he is. He's the best man I've ever, you've ever what? And then Wrath says, no, Lee, just look at him. I don't create that kind of fury. I just uncover what's already there. So... Superman's an anger ball. Who knew? And so then Raph says, this is why I've done what I've done. And this is why you'll help me. And then Lee's screaming Clark. Well, of course, she doesn't have any eyeballs either now. And so that people like us can stop monsters like them. Okay. And so the big last splash page is Superman and Frankenstein going at it. And the next issue is called... Superman versus Frankenstein. Oh, how original. Mm-hmm. So, we've got Vandal Savage. We've got Nazis. We've got Frankenstein. We've got Wrath. We've, we've got, got Lee. Don't, huh? don't forget he has to wrestle people. Well, we haven't got to that book yet. We've got uh, Shadow Beast. We've got, okay, in the Foments, what do we have? We have... We had the Suicide Squad. We had... Yeah. We had Parasites. Yeah. And we had the the guy that used to work for the president, Raph, Vandal Savage. Uh, And then on to Superman, we have Fighting for Tacos at, in Oakland... Uh, for with the uh land of uh, the arena of forgotten mythologies. Mm. 
Wow, Mon. That's yeah, what I always look it? for in a Superman I, book. Oh, I always wanted this, Holly. I always wanted this man. I begged them. I begged them. Oh, bring on the black mask, damn it. I was like, I need shadow monsters. I need Frankenstein. I need Vandal Savage. I need, I need Nazis. I need, um, what else? Oh, I, I desperately need him to fight the tacos. My God, those tacos. Um, oh, and, you know, we also need him to fight for pie. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, because um, Lois would have been an obvious choice to have her assist Superman. <laughs> Not in the new 52. She, Where have you been? She wouldn't have been, she would have been the obvious choice to smack him on the back of his head yeah. and tell him, Two before kryptonite me. Back his Ex- head. Yeah, she, no, she wouldn't even bring the kryptonite to the fight. Right. She fights fair. She fights fair. She's not like Batman. She's not a bully. Okay. She smacked him. So now we will talk about what you have to look for in the future in February. Okay. Actually, February is looking like a good month. So. Well, yeah. So come see, come saw. It depends. Well, if you're not getting the main continuity books, yeah, it's good. it's a good month. <laughs> Excuse me. Superman, The Coming of the Superman, number one by Neil Adams. Art and cover by Neil Adams. Hello. Hello right there. Mm. So we say, we have, it's a six-issue miniseries. And it says, as yes. Darkseid and the hordes of apocalypse lay waste to the world, even Superman is overwhelmed, but not for long, as three heroes from the miniaturized city of Kandor emerge at full size, armed with the vast powers of Kal-El, ready to become the new Superman. The Battle of Titans also features the machinations of Lex Luthor, plus fan favorites Jimmy Olsen and Lois Lane, aiding in the fight for truth, justice, and the American way. Which Frank Miller interprets as, you know, bogus because of Reagan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you have to have Superman being beaten up, according to Frank Miller. We're going to have a Justice League Dark Side War special number one. Brian Hitch continues his Justice League of America. Apparently somebody's writing the fourth issue. Um, I don't know why. Probably because time delays. Who knows? Somebody, I think, else is doing number four. Um, Earth 2 society has been a waste. They don't have Lois in there ever. I don't know what happened to her, but she's not in there. So... I don't know where she disappeared. They forgot about yeah. her. So, she went to the bathroom yeah. again. She definitely. Oh. She knows she's got um, those, those robotic, uh, uh, you know, screws, nuts and bolts to pass. It <laughs> takes forever to go to the bathroom in that suit. Um. Okay, I'm still looking here. Where did they put it? Tell us number five. Okay. Wonder Woman number 49. Oh, here we go, boys and girls. Hey, Wonder Woman. We, what about Clovis number, number five? Well, I haven't got there it? yet. I haven't got oh, there okay. yet. Okay. Wonder Woman confronts what the return of Ares and Apollo will mean for her and how it will impact her role as the God of War. Hello? You're not God of War anymore. That was a bad idea anyway. She never used it. Did you, you, know? did you read the preview for Wonder Woman, uh, the one that's coming out this week? What? And so you basically know the last one ended with um, Irene, right? The, the goddess of 
the goddess peace. of peace, right? Yeah. Uh, and she told she told one woman, you've basically messed up the entire godly structures of peace and war because you're not fulfilling your job as god of war. You're not making war, which is what Sejina said. Hello. I was like, she's god of war. She has to go make war somewhere. Yeah. She can't make peace. She can't make peace. Right. Okay, the or she from, be disintegrate from, or something, right? From from Four Man Seven was rubbish. I'm gonna make war by a peace. Oh, it's so bizarre. That you want to talk about uh, word speak? You know, have you ever read 1984? It's like they say one thing, but it's the exact opposite. It's like the way they name our bills yeah. now, like healthcare. Exactly. Not happening. It's, it's and so and so. Irene basically tells her you messed up everything because you're not fulfilling your job as God of War. So I can't fulfill my job as the right. goddess of peace because exactly. I can't bring peace if there's no war. So now right. I'm making war. I'm I have to go out and make war in order to, to bring do your job. peace. <laughs> and uh, she cause she can't do her job because oh my goodness, breaking point, and you know <laughs> time management and anger issues. And I'm like, oh, this is. So this is exactly, I cannot believe the Finches put this in their book that one woman cannot do a job. Well, uh, well, you know, she could take a wooden stick and hit Superman with it. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> okay, also in the month of February, world, world-renowned visualist, whatever that means, Kim Jong-gi puts his stamp on the DC Universe with a wall-to-wall-to-wall Action triptych featuring the big three, which I assume is Wonder Woman, Batman, and Superman. One Uh, will appear in Wonder Woman. One will appear in Justice League. Batman will appear in Justice League, not in his own book. And Superman will appear in the Fomance. Yeah. Yeah, those sales are doing so well. Yeah. So next up we have Superman, American Alien, number four by Max Landis. Uh, Jay Lee is on the uh, art for this. For this issue. Wait. First, let's what? talk about this cover by Ryan Sook. Oh, my goodness. Well, I was going to, I'm, but she jumped in there. I, I'm so excited about it. I was, woo, I'm so excited about this. My wallpaper and everything. Um, ah. Superman, Clark Kent, excuse me, uh, looks divine on this cover. Mm-hmm. I zoom that in because he is so pretty. And, you know, uh, what Neil Adams said is that, you know, he's he's ruggedly handsome. Yep. He's a good-looking guy. He's supposed to be good-looking. He's not, yep. you know, supposed to look like whatever, you know, John Romita Jr. passed out onto, onto the cover there. Um, and he said there are hints. He replied, I kept asking him, I was asking him all week, uh, is that mm-hmm. Lois on the cover? Is that Lois on the cover? Is that Lois on the cover? Yeah. I'm be damn it. And he was like, it's a hint. Go figure it out. And I'm like, go. Oh. Well, there's a quite people. a bit of symbology here. Okay, we've got yeah. a bat. We've got a crown that has flames on it, and a bird is near a that. A robin. A robin. A robin, yeah. Okay. So, um, plus we have, like, two sets of eyeballs. They're green. Mm-hmm. And we have, like, 
cogs or something. And then we have arrows, which look like green arrow arrows. We have a lady in pink with, like, rose petals coming off of her. Mm -hmm. Um, And then there's another woman. Well, actually, there's like a, I don't know what you call those, a urn or a, what do they call it? It's like a standing boma. Yeah. Right. There's one of those. And then there's a woman beside it who's like fending something off. Uh, she looks very, she, you can see her bones, and yeah. her hair is like in a bun kind of thing. She yeah, also has a basket of corn. Yeah, she has a basket yeah. of corn. Now, I'm not, is that famine? I don't know. What is, Diana is what, the huntress or what? Diana, she's yeah. nothing. No, she's the <laughs> goddess of what, I mean, in mythology. Greek or Roman mythology. Well, she would be like like Wonder Woman, Diana. Right, but the the the, the Diana, the goddess of what in Greek mythology? I can Google for you quickly. Okay. Is because okay because we can see pieces of Green Arrow. We see Batman and Robin. The crown, the crown thing, is. I'm not sure what that says on top of that. Is that an S or I don't think it's a Wonder Woman symbol. Do you? No, because there's green flames coming out of it. It's so. green flames, right. Yeah. There's a lot of green in this. Yeah, and the, the the green eyes I thought was, I mean, when you read the solicitation, it, it gives you a lot of uh, people who are right. uh, probably in there. Um Let's see, Diana, mythology. No, not Roman. The <laughs> goddess Great. of hunting, I think. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah. Um, Hold on. Okay, so let me get back down here. I'm in, I don't want secret six. Okay, here's the select. Clark travels to Metropolis for Cerberus Summit. I think Cerberus was some kind of god. A rare meeting between three of the world's most prominent young chiefs of industry. Okay, so that explains a lot of the symbology. Lex Luthor, mm-hmm. Oliver Queen, and the enigmatic Bruce Wayne. Okay. I don't know mm-hmm. who the chick is, would be, though, with the corn. I'm not sure. Landing an exclusive interview with any of the three would would all but guarantee Clark a prestigious internship with the Daily Planet. But Clark runs into some unexpected competition when he meets another college journalist named Lois Lane. You know, so who's the, the one chick with question, the corn? The one, wait, the one question I've all, I was bugging Max Landis about uh-huh. Since I heard about American Alien, was are you gonna write Lois Lane? And he said, right. "You just have to see." <laughs> I'm like, "No, do it. Tell me now." Tell me now. Tell me now. And and um, he was so excited when the solicitations were uh, were released because he was like, "This is the the issue that is the thinking issue." 
And I was like, praise, you know, yeah. all the gods because when you have Lois and Clark in the same room hunting down Lex Luthor, Oliver Queen, and Bruce Wayne, you should have a thinking issue. And I'm so excited for this. I cannot believe how excited I am for this because I do want to think, you know. I do want him to address issues and stuff like that. And I love the way he does address issues. So Right. And that cover is by Jay Lee. That's the variant. The regular cover by Ryan Sook is the one where Clark's got a hold of Batman and part of his cow's broken away and he's all bloody. Kind no, of no, no. Burst of dark. Yeah. No, the the one with the with the smashed up. Uh, this thing is the variant cover. That's Jaylee. That's Jaylee's art. You can even say Jaylee's signature in the thing there. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Uh, Severus the was the uh, watchdog of the entrance to the underworld. Okay. Uh, he was the three-headed dog that Hades had. Uh, that oh. was, um, so. Interesting, they call it the Cerberus. Cerberus. Yeah, Summit. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. The Basically, the entrance to Hell Summit. Okay. See, that's what I mean. The solicitation already is making you think. Right. What are the The coffee things? I I thought it was um, cameras. Like, you have the eyes that are watching and then the cameras that oh, are watching okay. as well. Because if you zoom it in, it's it's not so much a cog, but like um, lenses focusing. Oh, like the aperture, the the actual thing that moves in and out to take the picture? Yes, yes, yes. That. Okay. Yeah. All right, gotcha. Okay, no, I don't know. On. I don't know who this lady is with the corn. Hope it's not Mark Hens, because that was who I yeah, thought it was. Yeah, almost. Like, yeah, it could be Smallville, but I doubt it. But I'm not sure what the er, what the. Oh, uh, uh, anyway, I don't. I'm not sure what the urn thing was, and that she looked like a character that, you know, like a mythological character. Mm-hmm. Okay, moving on to Batman Superman 49, and this is when Tom Taylor will be writing uh, the series. This will be his second issue. Um, Yay. Yeah. Um, This epic tale from another era in Clark and Bruce's history continues. Someone has put a bounty on Batman's head, and Lobo's come to collect. Can Superman stop this intergalactic bounty hunter in time? And the cover is pretty classic. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yep. Superman's got red eyes again, but okay. That seems but it's, okay. it's an it's a it's a good cover, yeah. Yeah. Um, and also, um, Neil Adams' uh, variant cover, the one that he <laughs> an homage to the green. Yeah, my favorite one, Green Lantern and uh, Green Arrow, and Robin is a junkie. Okay. Uh, Action uh, Comics number 49, still written by Greg Packer and Aaron Cooter. <laughs> Savage Dawn continues. Oh, gosh. Now powered by Kryptonite, Superman is 
confronted by the first of Vandal Savage's children. It's a creature with unrelenting bloodlust and the power to match it. Ooh, I just had the biggest yawn ever. I know. Uh, I so, well, I'm not so this kid, so this kid, according to the cover, uh, looks like Humongous from Mad Max, and <laughs> or Road Warrior, and he has a red cape, of course, and a little right, kind right, of right. blue skirty thing, and then he's wearing knee pads. So yeah, oh, that's yeah. gonna be exciting. Oh wow, I can't wait to that. Mm. Okay, next we have The Fomance, number 26, written by Peter J. Tomasi. Okay, Savage Dawn continues. Oi. Oi, <laughs> Suffering a terrible loss, Wonder Woman comes to the aid of the kryptonite-charged Man of Steel to face the terror of the twins of Vandal Savage. Plus, world-renowned... Vi- okay, and so this is where the other... This is where the Superman triptych thing by Yi is going to be. Okay, let's look at this wondrous cover. Mm-hmm. Oh, gee. Pun. Did you just use a pun there? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, we haven't seen Apparently. this one before. Uh, yeah. Apparently... The power twins are down. Oh, my yeah. God. Oh, no. Literally. The Power Twins. Power Twins, yeah, activate! Yeah. Oh, in the Yay. shape of a giant butthole. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, the variant cover by Neil Adams is where Wonder Woman has Superman over her head. It looks like he's dying. Mm, and she's tossing him down. She's like, yeah, get out of my life. She's him off the scaffolding there. Yeah. Okay, Superman 49, written by Jean Luen Yang. Uh, art and cover by Howard Porter. Okay, Savage Dawn continues. Ooh. Superman and Wonder Woman, because you couldn't get enough of them in Tomasi's book, lead an <laughs> army of gods and monsters against Vandal Savage and his deadly spawn. Of course, Superman is kryptonite power, so it's all green. Wonder Woman is in... Oh, yes, of course. We have Frankenstein, apparently. They're no longer fighting with him because he's joined the kryptonite crowd. So is... What was the name of that guy? Urker or whatever uh, his name was? Are we, are we calling him? Are we calling them the kryptonite crowd now? Yeah, I'm calling them the kryptonite crowd. Uh, the big BC, uh, Shadow BC, is now their friend. We um, have Baka's big shadow monster in the back. God of War, Wonder Woman, some hawk dude. Never seen him before. Um, yeah, some, some hawk dude. Some, some chicky with, with magic seer powers on her hands. Some robot dude. Never seen them before. Don't know who these people are. That, like... Is that the okay? What was the name of those stupid people that were the cards? Weren't they in one of them? The, the card people, like, the, the, the the royal flush gang. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And then there's somebody with some stars down in the bottom. They're flying over the earth, of course. Apparently, he's yeah. flying now because he's kryptonite powered, and so 
you know, if it's not the black mask that'll keep him strong, then he'll just do the kryptonite thing. Okay. Yeah. How you know? How are they going to BS this nonsense about him being powered by kryptonite? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No. These are the best ideas they have. Aren't they Mm. clever? The And that's for last. Well, wait a minute. Hold on a sec. Okay. The Neil Adams um, is I'll the... I'll like that cover. Yeah. It's the, it's the Crisis on Infinite Earth ending with Supergirl dying. You know what they should have had? Supergirl holding Superman dead. Because, quite frankly, he is. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, Superman, Wonder Woman. Oh, we did that. I'm sorry. I'm Why, repeating Why are you myself. getting that again? Why? No, I'm sorry. The Superman cover is uh, Superman, which is really no, good. No, yeah. He's he's charging and he's running and he's got like his cape swishing in the back. He's got cape porn. And yeah, yeah. We need cape porn. Really good. Really, really okay. good. Okay, next. The one, have... the one where Superman is holding somebody is uh, action comics. Oh, okay. Superman, Lois and Clark, number five by Dan Jurgens, and mm, the best, the best. I don't know that this is. I don't think this is going to be the cover because this was a panel in. This is a panel in number in two. The, yeah, yeah, so we got so, a full cover there. <laughs> right. Um. So, so let is how do you fight a villain who is a reality TV star, and still stay undercover? That's what Superman is up against as he faces a threat created just for ratings. Blackrock. <laughs> Meanwhile, Inner Gang has Lois Lane in their crosshairs, and the uh, variant cover is by Neil Adams with um, real Superman swooshing in at the the church, and it looks like uh, Quasimodo like Clark Kent, yeah, uh, lifting Lois Lane in her wedding dress and running down the aisle there. Mm-hmm. Okay, did we forget anything? No. Well, there is, um, they're releasing a trade of um, the Golden Age Superman. They are? Where is that? Yeah, they're releasing uh, DC Comics Essentials, Superman Birthright, um, which that's is a story I enjoyed. No, I'm yeah, just saying that that's, I'm just saying that's all the Superman stuff that's coming out. Um I I enjoyed Birthright, so that's why I gave it a mention. Uh, where is it? Did I imagine this? Did I did I daydream this? Uh, okay, there is Superman Batman, which is coming out, which is the original series, which is um, twenty seven to thirty six, which was fantastic. You can go and buy that. It has uh, Bruce Wayne and and Clark Kent. On the ship from the annual. Oh yeah, annual number three. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Superman Unchained TP is coming out. Um. This title is a books, really. Yeah, this title is a resolicited, resolicited. What is? On sale March second. Okay, whatever. There, I didn't imagine it. I was correct. 
Superman, The Golden Age, written by Jerry Shigel and art by Joe Schuster. Um, oh. Special special cover art by Darwin Cook. Um, this is a trade paperback of the pages of Action Comics number one to number 12, Superman number one to number four, and World Sphere Comics number one, written by Jerry Shigel, illustrated by Joe Schuster. This title includes the first appearances of Lois Lane. Uh, Jimmy Olsen and Superman's alter ego Clark Kent, as well as the first use of his X-ray vision. Um, I thought that was worth the mention. It's three hundred and eighty pages. Oh, um, you say that was a nut, huh? Yeah, I, I was actually looking at buying that because yeah, it's only twenty bucks um, in the U.S. So yeah, yeah. Well, even that. for me, it's, even for yeah. me, it's not that much. Um, so, yeah, I was looking at buying that. Uh, there's a Supergirl um, figurine that's coming out by Darwin Cook. Uh, she comes along with um, crypto. That looks cute. Oh, uh, that's it. <laughs> that's right. all the Superman stuff we have. That's all there is. Okay. Uh, yeah, but I mean, why are they reissuing Superman Unchained? I thought we got that already. We did. Last year. Yeah. I got it. I have a copy. Yeah, I got it too. Like, so, I already oh, it's bought a it. Trade, it's a trade paperback. So, it's not so the hardcover one. Oh. It's it's not the hardcover one that we have. So. Oh, okay. Well, it's the same thing. Well, they call those graphic novels just because they're hard. Yeah, they call it graphic knowledge just because it's hard. Mm-hmm. Oh, brother. Oh, we also have Superman and the Justice League of America, written by Dan Jurgens and others, art by Dan Jurgens and others, cover by Dan Jurgens and others. Um, these classic 90s tales from JLA 61 to 67, Justice League Spectacular number one, uh, Superman convinces the team to aid his uh, former foe Maxima in freeing her home world from the tyrant. Then the JLA must rescue Elongated Man and Sue Dunphy from the Royal Flush Gang. Because Maxima, screw that. I'm not going to read that. <laughs> you can see, I'm a big fan of Maxima. Yeah. Well, uh, by the way, Maxima Comics is back to the first week of December. Oh, is it? <laughs> yeah. For now. Okay. This coming Wednesday, Wonder Woman 46. Let's see. Actually, Superman, what, Lois I, I, and Clark, number two. Woo! Bowman's 23. Ooh. Oh, there's a giant thing machine or whatever. Uh, Superman 46, that's a fake cover because that's from a panel in the book when Ramita was mm-hmm. drawing it. So, you know, the best way to present your product is to actually have what the cover is going to be, honey. Not yeah. what John Ramita did back last summer. Um, Justice League of America by Brian Hitch. Looks like the Martian Manhunter is getting some up front and center. Justice League 3001. I don't know. Is Lois doing that book? 
she was in that book, and then I don't know what happened. She, yeah. she disappeared. I know. Grace and 14. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. What is, this oh, the the is this the four with um, Lana and Lois on the cover? Actually, no. It's some giant mechanical thing. So maybe they changed it. They changed the cover? Yeah. Because it was supposed to be this November, if memory yeah. serves well, okay, me we'll check right. This out. Yeah, they changed the cover and, oh, well, no, it says, Clark must go to Extreme Majors to try to restore his power while Diana, Lois, and Lana team up to learn exactly who is behind a new threat to Superman. The cover yeah. is not the one with their, them and all in the car. It's some big mechanical thing that got a, kind of got a hold of Clark and Wonder Woman's trying to break through it. Yeah. Okay, I need to see those. Yeah. I shall brave the DC Comics website. Well, you know, anytime Lois is on a cover, it's not going to be happening. Hey. You know they how just that hate goes. that Lois Lane. They just hate that Lois Lane. Okay, so Mankey needed help with this one. Jaime Mendoza and Doug Mankey are the artists on this book. The cover is by, although if they've changed the cover, I don't think this this doesn't look like Emanuela's stuff. Emanuela no, did no. the other one. But not this yeah. one. They haven't changed that. So yeah. <sighs> we knew it's too good to be true to have the cover. Yeah, Yay. they took Lois Lane off the cover. Couldn't have oh, Lois on the cover. Completely different. Yeah. What even is this shit? <laughs> <laughs> What is this turd right here? Oh, well, what you know. What is this giant turd? Oh, my goodness. I don't know. Okay. It's probably a John so, Peters thing. I don't know. So Superman is being pulled apart by this giant robot in, like, yeah. the center of the earth. And right. Wonder Woman, he's sentinel, so she has to come and poke her nose in there. Yeah. Um, I do appreciate at the bottom of it they have starring Lois Lane. <laughs> but that's not going to, I bet that's not going to happen. No, yeah, they probably changed it. They're like, we can't have that Lois Lane in there. Yeah. Yeah, and I doesn't. This doesn't look like Emmanuel's work either. No, it isn't. It's completely not her work. But they have her name splashed all over the place. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. But she put the cover with Lois, Lana, and Diana in the car. You know. Yeah. So oh, that's well. probably not happening. Because, you know, they got to blame Lois. Yeah, I figured, you know, Wonder Woman's going to hold Lois while Lana can sucker punch her again. So, whatever. Ugh, okay. See what happens when they have to hurry them along, and so they'll just take Lois out of the book. No problem. Yeah, we'll just take Lois out of the book. She doesn't matter. Just yeah. slap a robot in there. That's what mm. everybody wants to see. Yeah, giant robot. Uh, Under the ground. Yeah, there you go. Oh, yeah, but at least we'll get a cover with the Super Family, you know. Superman, Lois Lane, and Jonathan Samuel Kent. Yeah, but that's on the, that's on the good book. That's on the good book. Yeah, well, we're going to collect the covers from the good book. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, so that's this coming Wednesday. Uh, there's mm. three books. Three books coming out about Superman. Two of them. Yeah. And the main continuity. Yeah. 
Well, I wonder how those tacos are doing. <laughs> what? I mean, you know, the solicitors are worthless now. Okay, they took Lana and, and Lois off the off the cover. You, you know, they could change this cover. They could change the Foman's cover, so it doesn't have Lana and Lois on it anymore. But they can't change the Cockamamie Superman one with Romita's old panel from last summer. <laughs> what is oh. up with that? And, and people I don't try. Know. Oh well, they're not trying to destroy Superman. They're doing everything and plus plus. You know what the cover's probably going to be? It's going to be Superman sitting on top of a pile of those forgotten mythologies eating his tacos. Yeah, I can see it now. Yeah, it'd be like that to that hamburger one he had. <laughs> Back in the Silver Age, you know? Look at going, Silver Age. Do you think people starving? actually sign up for this stuff? I mean, really. Okay, these people are supposed to be brilliant creative writers, blah, blah, blah. And they're giving us this drivel. Oh, goodness. Oh. And it's one of them dares to say, well, it's just comic books. I'm like, dude, it's your livelihood. Just take a little more yes. pride. Yeah, I mean, everybody should take pride in their work. I mean, a chef, a professional chef takes pride in how they present their food. You know, um, auditors take pride in how they audit accounts and that sort of thing. Why can't comic book writers do the same? Or comic right. book artists? Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, they got that Foments cover fixed right. I bet a lot of people complain because Lois was on that cover. True. Mm-hmm. Oh, like what she's doing here. Lois Lane should never be on a Foments cover. Why is she looking so pretty? She should be like a Picasso painting and have a giant eyeball. Wonder Woman doesn't need her help. Why is Wonder Woman driving? She should be flying the visible plane. Oh, anyway. She's probably driving lower plane around. Yeah. So, this coming Wednesday, y'all. There you go. That was exciting. Uh, well, you know, I, I almost feel the need to apologize to people that, sorry, but there wasn't any good books this week, really. I mean, you know, as far as Superman got, okay, doomed at its moments, but. It's Scott LaBelle, and that was the last issue of that book. Yeah. So, oh, but, yeah, so I just don't know what they're doing with I mean, it's not like they're stopping it. Look what they're doing in February. Oh, true. now yeah. it's not, you know, it's it's not truth anymore, and it's not just injustice or corruption. Now it's, it's Savage Dawn. Savage Dawn. And he has has bad twin, you know, children. And a guy that looks like the Kumungus. Yeah, and he's sniffing kryptonite. And, yeah. So, basically, Superman now, oh, Super Loser is now Ultraman. Yep. Because if you remember correctly, Ultraman was sniffing kryptonite. Yeah. Well, that's how it, where he gets his power from. It's kryptonite. Not the yellow sun, okay? So Super Loser is now Ultraman. Mm-hmm. And so the world is forever evil because there's no real Superman. Mm-hmm. Well, except 
the guy that's got to be behind the scenes and fixing all the messes in California, I guess. You know, I wonder if Super Loser will run into the real Superman since they're both in California. Uh-huh. <laughs> Superman. Real Superman. They didn't think of that. I don't think they would think of that, would they? That would real be good Superman, story. I said, has fainted from the atrocities. He saw Superman is fighting for tacos, and he just he just fainted, even though it's highly impossible for Kryptonians to faint. He's fainted. Lois Lane is gearing up to go and smack him. Well, see, she can't smack him with a kryptonite stick anymore because that would make him more powerful. Yeah, in which world, honey? I mean, I don't understand how they're going he's, to justify it. He's, he's kryptonite-powered, so she, you know, touches him with kryptonite, it's going to be more powerful. Can you believe the bizarro crap? I mean, bizarro was more straight up, straightforward than this crap. I still say this. Go back and read Action Fatty. It's one of the issues I actually own because I enjoyed it so much. Bizarro is more of a hero. I would rather yeah. him save me any day yep. than this guy. Yeah. And he ripped that beard off him so far. Like, this is stupid. About time. Oh, the creator has a beard. Let's put a beard on him. Yeah, whatever. Well, what was the rhyme or reason in the story? Well, we don't have to tell you that. He spent okay. 60 days in a black hole. That's how he got his beard. Mm. Couldn't shave it off? Now he's got the super flare. I mean, he shouldn't have a beard at all, ever, if the sun's coming through his pores. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But now he's going to be kryptonite-powered, and he's still not going to have a suit. And he's going to have all his villains he's fought so far in the truth arc join him to fight Vandal Savage's bad children. Were Mm -hmm. they on drugs when they thought of this? I don't even think drugs make you hallucinate this badly. I mean, were they brain dead? Were they under know. some kind of hypnotic command? What? I have honestly no idea how people... I mean, you saw what I tweeted Greg Peck. I was like, can we, you know, are you, if you're done now messing around with Superman, can we have him back, please? <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. You know, you know what, my, what my fear is? You know, Pack's going to be doing Teen Titans. Yeah, I saw that. Mm-hmm. So who used to do Teen Titans? <gasps> Lobdell. So what's Lobdell going to be doing? I don't know. They can give him another book, Doomed 2. Well, I suppose they'll give him action again. Mm. Good I mean, God. Yeah. Because, you know... It's getting about the same books that when he left, which wasn't good. Mm. And, you know, if they just want to continue to destroy Superman, they have to have their main minion do it. Well, I don't know if Lobdell can write anything that Superman was in and doomed. He wouldn't be half bad. Well, we got to remember, this is the main continuity book. 
true. So, yeah. I mean, he can do anything he wants. The last issue of Doomed, you know, the book's canceled anyway. They're going to, like, it's not going to matter. Mm-hmm. So, you know, why are they hiring these people if they're not going to give us good stories? Why are they I mean, hiring these people when the public has somebody off the freaking street. I mean, come on. Why are they hiring these people when the public has already spoken that they don't like these people? He's had how many books canceled on him now? He's left well, Superman. I mean, well, just look at the super group as it stands right now. Aaron Cooter can write. He wrote Superboy. He explained Superboy's history, which is pretty convoluted. Okay, <laughs> perfectly. Okay, and now he's writing this dribble. Okay, Horrorville was bad enough, but now we went right into this. Mm. Yeah, I'm sitting there going, really? What is this, switching to glide? What? Glide? More like crash and burn. I'm sitting there going, I don't understand why they think this is so great. This is so clever. This is... So, it's not. It doesn't make you think. Of course, they don't want anybody thinking anymore. God forbid. They just want to tell you stuff, like, you know. Superman's dark. Oh, look. We can prove it. Look, he has the black mask in him now. And he has some eyeballs. And he's just angry. Like, we didn't know that. He's just angry all the time now. Oh, and it's Wrath who's uncovered this. He's always been angry. Mm-hmm. Oh, Really? So they're going to tell us that Clark Kent was a little anger ball farm boy that Jonathan Kent had to keep a lid on until he left home. Nah, I think he's always been angry since Superman issue one of the New 52. He wasn't where they angry put that, in that issue. Where they put that cardboard cutout of a voice written for. Oh, well, yeah, he did get depressed, and basically depression is anger encapsulated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Now we know why he's angry. See? Yeah. They just give him Lois, he won't be angry. But they have to blame Lois. It's Lois's fault that he's out. It's Lois's fault he has these anger issues. What? <laughs> he's such a puss. You know, he's such a pussy. Yeah. He's not he a is. hero at all. No, he is far I mean, from it. He's pathetic. And, you know, and they expect he, people to buy this stuff? He Even more, they expect people to read the it? name of hero. He disgraces the name of a hero. Yeah, he does. Not just not just Superman, just hero. You know, those firefighters right. out there and policemen or whoever, doctors, right. he disgraces them. All of them. Oh, Splash Page, he's fighting Frankenstein. Oh, Splash Page, there's Vandal Savage. Oh, Splash Page. You know, what what happened to this is a job for Superman? You know, him flying in the air, looking all cool and stuff, cape porn. No, we can't have that. Let me see a smile on his face that he's not saying, oh, I love being strong and angry. Really? He is freaking Ultraman. Don't forget the hiss. Oh, the hissing. I'm like, what? 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 
What's with the hissing? I'm a little teapot. Never mind. (laughs) I mean, is this the best that these people can do? That's my big question. Yeah, that's my that's been my question for a long time. Is this really the best you're doing? Yeah, is this the best effort that you? Oh, we got together and we threw around these ideas, and Aaron did the you know the stupid t-shirt guy with the no hair. Oh yeah, and and then the ideas just started flowing. You know, it's like when they took out the marital detail. And you know, is this the best the DC Entertainment Comics division can give us for Superman? You know, they kept saying um, the marriage and Superman of old was boring, and there was no story. And if they took all that away, if they took all that away, they would be unhindered and, you know, they could write whatever they want. Mm. This is what they chose to write. Yeah. Basically what they're saying is the old fans are hindering us for giving the new fans what they want. Which The new fans packed bags and ran away. The new fans, there isn't any. And so you better start writing what the old fans want because... Then you might make a buck or two and maybe have a higher <laughs> share of the market. Hello. The new fans the new fans went over to Marvel and they were like, Hey, what do you have? We're like, here's Star Wars. Here's Star Wars. I'm not going back to D C fuck them. Yeah. I mean, how many Star Wars comics do they have out there? I mean, Chewbacca has his own comics. Chewbacca. And okay. he and he outsold Superman. Yeah, I'm just saying. That's so Batman too, didn't he? Also, I also Batman too. Yeah, I'm just saying. Chewbacca was so Chewbacca. Not a lickety, not a lickety split of English. Yeah, he can really hiss and growl, and it would be okay. But you know, maybe that's what they're trying to do to Superman, make him a little Chewbacca. No, Chewbacca's a hero. I know. You know, when when Han Solo went into the Carbonites, he told him, you got to protect the princess. And he was like, yeah. And, you know, he took the princess under his arm and he was like, I'm going to protect her and stuff. This dude, New 52 Superman, DC, why are you Superman? T-shirt dude, he'd be like. <laughs> Who is he protecting anyway? I don't know. Not what, humanity, what, that's for what, sure. What social injustice is he fighting? We shouldn't judge people because they hit at you. I mean, you know, champion of the oppressed. What oppressed is he championing? Those monsters, I tell you. He's championing the monsters. Well, he beats them up first. <laughs> Sitting there going, okay, who is this? This guy is not Superman. I don't know who the hell he is. This is mm-hmm. not Superman. This is not anything like Superman the character at all. Get him yeah, in trouble. Me. Get him in trouble. How? I mean, he's not himself already. So how can he get into further trouble? Make him even more not like himself? Oh, we'll have him kryptonite powered, like Ultraman. Mm. 
That was their big idea? Apparently. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I am going to say. I know, tonight. you need to go to sleep. Yes. Oh, and you know. on that note, <laughs> <laughs> on that note, I'm standing all victims tonight. <laughs> all right, so we'll see you next week, and we'll probably be talking about at least three books. And so everybody have a great weekend. Tej, you have some sweet dreams tonight. Yay. Hopefully not with men about the group tonight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so yep. everybody have a great week. See ya. Bye-bye. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.